The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. What an amazing episode we have for you today. We have Stephen Wonderboy Thompson for well over an hour with his dad. Oh, Mr. D. Ray Thompson, fascinating, fun guy. I learned some really interesting things about his father and basically where the family lineage changed. And uh, a tremendous interview, great guys. And uh, Tony Ferguson may or may not decide to talk to us. That remains to be seen. Matt is high right now. That's not true. Enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> he may finish it here. Oh, he's out. He can't count. He's all over. UFC and Digital Media present UFC Unfiltered with Jim Norton and Matt Sarah, powered by Digital Media. Find your voice. And now, your hosts, Jim Norton and Matt Sarah. Welcome. Hi, Jimmy. Hi, buddy. I never know what to say to start the show. I just say welcome. It's such yeah. a stupid radio thing. <laughs> Here with myself and Matt Sarah. And? And our guest. And I'm also going to point out what a dopey ass I am. Why is that? Uh, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson is here because I interviewed Stephen this morning briefly on yeah. Jim and Sam Roberts. It was a much shorter <laughs> interview. And the minute he walks in, I'm like, is the fight in Mexico? <laughs> what a dope. Did you, did you ask that? I, did. I was watching uh, Tony Ferguson interviews or Khabib, watching them be interviewed, and somebody was talking about Mexico and fighting at, at, at 8,000 feet. And I'm like, this fight's in Mexico. I didn't even realize that, but I didn't That's think okay. it was in Vegas. It is all right. It's what a stupid idiot. I just wanted you to know that I'm aware of what, what a dope I am. About? It was awful. <laughs> Would that make a difference to you or no, if you had to go to Mexico and oh fight that altitude? Yes. I mean, the whole preparation for everything. I mean, that's a, what, like 8,000 feet or something like that, close to it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That would definitely, uh, you would have to do some better preparation just to go up there and fight, man. Because, uh, you know, you hear horror stories of people going up there and just suck and win in the first round, and then they're just done. Yeah, and guys who are known for their endurance, I mean, that's the first time we ever seen, that's the only time we ever seen uh, Cain Velasquez get to yeah, yeah, yeah. And everybody keeps saying that, man. Didn't he go late or something? Like, he didn't, he wasn't there long enough. He that's, went there. Yeah, Verdun went yeah. like a month or two months yeah. before or something. And like I that. think, uh, I'm, I don't know exactly when he got out there, but I think it was not too long because they kept making a big deal about that. Yeah. Two, so they're staying two weeks. That's not enough time to get used to the altitude. No. No, it's, I don't think, not, not that high anyway. It yep. takes you a good, you know, week just to get used to that. You go from, you know, where we are now, straight up, it's it's bad. Well, when you do gigs in Denver, if you do stand-up in Denver, they always tell you, like, drink lots of water. I've done comedy festivals in Vail, and they're like, drink water. Uh, they have oxygen by the side of the stage. Really? Yeah, well, comics are not, you know, we're not known for <laughs> endurance or toughness. And uh, a lot of times you'll do a set, you'll actually need oxygen after. So there is something to it. Oh, oh yeah, you can feel it. You can definitely feel it. So we'll get uh, altitude sickness. Like, they'll Ooh. get sick, actually, from going up in high altitude. We were in uh, Utah, went to Park City, 
uh, went some skiing and snowboarding up there, and uh, we went up to 11,000 feet. And it was intense. You take three steps, you feel like you're about to have a heart attack. Oh, so you were just going up and coming right back down. <laughs> yeah. Why would you uh, snowboard and ski? Aren't you worried about like breaking something? No, nah, man. I mean, you know, you're on. We did lessons first, learning how to do. I've been snowboarding for a long time. So, okay. Yeah, used to it. You just like th- like you you, you just like adrenaline and things like Love that. It. You do what Love else? It. So what else do you do besides that? And besides, obviously, fighting, which is probably no. You know what? Fighting is probably the worst. I mean, it's 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 it was, it's the best adrenaline you could ever do. I mean feeling you can ever do i mean it's it's there's no other feeling like it walking out there and you're literally asking yourself why are you doing this then you know it's a good one <laughs> would you do this matt would you do there's in, in vegas there's a thing called the stratosphere um do you know that hotel what that is you that go, a roller yes. coaster yeah it's there's on top one of it on top of it yes uh, and you can also jump off of it yes well you can they harness you in and they say it's like a, an actual controlled drop but you're falling for about 800 feet and then they just what? my ex-girlfriend did it and I was like, "Come on, mishap!" <laughs> <laughs> but would you actually? Would you actually go on that and oh, they yeah. drop you? It's like jumping off, uh, you know, a ninety-story building. I would do it. Anything that has to do with adrenaline, or I, I definitely do it. Scott, I haven't done skydiving yet. I haven't done skydiving. But yet. that wouldn't. Would that. You would. You would. You would enjoy that. Oh yeah, Matt. Nah. <laughs> Maybe when I was younger. I don't know. I'm, I think I'm too heavy now. I'm like, oh man, what this if I snap that break. thing? It's made for guys that are like, you know. I don't know. Maybe. Nah, those cables but, could definitely well, hold. Well, this is like the thing, man. How about this, yeah. man? I used to be like a roller coaster, like junkie too when I was younger. I'd go on everything. Now I'm like, oh, I get queasy. It really is sad, is what it is. <laughs> I mean, listen, I felt the greatest thrills uh, somebody could feel, and that's what uh, Wonder Boy was talking about with uh, with fighting. I mean, even when you have we have Cowboy on here, what does he say? He's done every. That dude's done everything, oh, yeah, yeah. and he says nothing. You know, fighting is the ultimate. You know what I mean? As far as uh, thrills and, and adrenaline and whatnot. Well, so. I knew I wasn't destined for a life of fighting when my when I went to uh, Coney Island when I was a kid, yeah. and my grandmother took me on the cyclone roller coaster. No good. <laughs> and I cried the entire time, and I screamed. I remember oh, there was man. a black father and his son in front of us, and he was just comforting me the whole ride. Tom, me, yeah, felt bad for it's going to be okay. It's going to be. Well, I was ruining his time because I'm screaming, and my grandmother's <laughs> embarrassed. How old it's, were you? Eleven or 10. eleven? Yeah, eleven. Crying. Maybe younger. Maybe younger. Okay. He shamed well, I was me. A, I was. In I just, I just literally shamed. <laughs> eleven. Did you hear him shame me into going younger? Eleven. <laughs> <laughs> four. Four. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, you were drilling by then. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I was. I, we were all in roller coasters. Uh, of course, you know, I cried, but he made me go on them. He's until really, I loved it. Until your, I loved it. Your father? Oh yeah, Mister T. Mm-hmm. So you you wouldn't you wouldn't let Steve like, if he didn't want to do something because he was irrationally scared of it. You would teach him he had to walk through it. Yeah, that's yeah, it. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. That was it. That was it for all of us. Even when it came to fighting, we get we would get caught fussing and fighting, and always after supper he would pull the. Uh, the coffee table out and make us duke it out until we didn't want to do it anymore. Wow. So that's yeah. how you, that's how you settled disputes. Oh yeah. It was in a kind of a controlled environment fight, like not right, like a right. random, but we were fighting constantly. We're all, you know, my, my sisters, my brother, there's five of us. So we're all outing yeah. it up, you know, trying to fight each other all the time. They just got tired of it. Like, all right, you guys want to fight? We'll let you fight. And we, yeah. and he made his fight till we didn't want to fight anymore. Oh like gosh. I would run my mouth to my sister and she would beat me up. And it's like, all right, you guys want to fight? And then, you know, I learned not to run my mouth because this will happen. Yeah. And Lindsay, she would get so tired of beating me up, feel so bad, she would start crying. She is your older sister, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That'd be bad if she was your <laughs> sister. <laughs> my younger sister could scrap too, boy. Let me tell you. So all of you guys can fight. All of us. Is there any? Is there any that just didn't want to fight at all out of the five of you that were like, ah, I'm just not. It's almost like when you have like uh, celebrity families of actors. You'll have one who's an attorney. Like I think Michael Douglas's one brother's an attorney, and you know the other one became an actor. Yeah, we all. 
uh, followed, you know, the martial arts. We all run schools. We're, my, my sister runs several schools in Dallas with her, her uh, my brother-in-law, Carlos Machado, and my Tony and my sister, Megan. Tony fought a few times, but he's just recently married and focused on, you know, running the, the, the family business, our school. My sister, Megan, kind of did the same thing. You're familiar with who the Machados are, correct? I know the name. Okay, because that's, I mean, the Machados, they're, they're cousins to the uh, the Gracie family. Okay. So they're like right there. Like the, I mean, they're the legends in the sport of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Okay. Yeah, so. There I just want to, only because he said it nonchalantly, like, oh, you know, my sister's married to Carlos Machado. That's a big deal. <laughs> yeah. You're so funny. You said, Carl, I, I, just to bring him up, I don't know how I came across it, but I just seen an old, um, I might have been on Instagram or something, of Carlos Machado in... Um, in uh, Abu Dhabi, uh, submitting, oh, wow. submitting, submitting a wrestler. It yeah, might have been like triangle. 2000. Yes. It was a triangle. Oh, it was beautiful. Oh, it was awesome. Oh, it was so great. Yeah, they're very, very talented, man. The whole brothers. I think, like I think it was Jean-Jacques was probably yeah. what? The most competitive out of the bo- out, of, out of the brothers, right? Yeah, John Jock's a machine, man. Yeah. John Jock's awesome. You guys marry into like, and you're also married into a, a, a Chris Weidman's family. You guys are connected yeah, to. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, it's, a I don't, match. it's not planned. I don't know how no. this works out, it's but amazing. you know that we we surround ourselves with martial artists, and it just happens that way. I was up uh, getting ready, helping Chris get ready for his fight with Leo Tomachita, and I've been up there for his past three fights with Anderson, the two Anderson right. fights. So my brother Tony was like, hey, man, I want to come up and hang out with you guys. I asked Chris. I was staying at Chris's house at the time. He was like, yeah, man, bring him up. I didn't even know Chris had a sister at the time. Yeah. And then they ended up meeting and hitting it off. Next thing you know, she's moving down for the summer and boom, married. That's amazing. Like, I guess, though, you have that in common. You can all talk about that. And it, it, there's something you guys understand, something that people on the outside don't understand mm-hmm. about that life. Yeah, we have something in common, which is, you know, the biggest thing. You know, her brother fights for the UFC. My brother, Tony, has got me fight for the UFC. Something in common they can talk about. Of course, she's still, you know, her heart's in New York, man. That's right. where she, she loves it. But uh, we're, trying to, we're trying to switch her over to that Southern. Yeah, it's a tough jump to <laughs> southern me. Southern thing. It's a tough jump. It's a I tough wanna, jump. I want to see somebody um, try to crash their family reunion or some shit. Uh, <laughs> try to come in there and talk some trash. What a lousy the move. wedding was awesome. Really? Awesome. Talk <laughs> yeah. about a, par- a family that knows how to party. The Wyvins boy, let me tell you. Oh, oh yeah. really? Oh, yeah. They let loose. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you, would, they, you wouldn't strike me as the kind that let loose. They would strike me as a very conservative... Uh, I don't think you met Charlie Wyvins. I have not. He has not. I have not. <laughs> Is he a fighter? He was the last... No, he wouldn't... Uh, uh, oh, yeah, I, I'd say he's a fighter. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's, he's, a, he's a great guy. He's, he's, um, uh, he's uh, the life of the party. Oh. Mr. T, you get along with Charlie Wyvins, correct? He's a great dude. Ah, oh, that's great. great. Look at that. <laughs> like that's what I'm saying, right? I mean, it's the martial arts, but it's also water seeking its own level. Good people find good people. Jimmy, I found you. Not in a weird way. That's true. Yeah, I washed up on shore and you picked me up. (laughs) I washed up on shore. I love it. You scooped me up. It's very appreciated. Um, So now, and I asked you this morning too, I'm always fascinated with you guys the week of a fight. You know, you got to fly to Vegas. You got to do interviews. Don't you just want to be left alone and not? You do. You want to be, man. I mean, you want to sit there and focus on the fight, but I like it because it helps me get out. helps me keep my mind right. So you're not sitting in the hotel worrying about it. What's going to happen? You know, sometimes you can worry yourself to death, but when you go out and do these things, it keeps you busy. And keeps you keeps your mind going, you know, uh, up until the fight. So it's it's good. Do you feel more or less pressure? Do you think than Tyron is feeling right now? Because you you are literally going for the belt again. He has it and has to defend it again against the same guy who he just could not put away. Well, for me, I, I don't I don't like looking at it as if I have to win this fight. You know, I fight because I love to fight. You know, my real job I consider my real job is, you know, teaching kids classes back at our family uh, business. I fight for the fun of it. You know, I don't have to fight to make a living. Right. So 
uh, I look at it as it, if I win, man, of course, I, every time I step out there, I give it 100%. And I would be disappointed in myself if I, if I didn't. But it's just another fight for me, man. Yeah, you said you, said you weren't 100%, I think, in the last fight. You, you had indicated in some interviews that you weren't 100%. What was different about last fight, or why were you not feeling you were 100% in that first fight? You know what? It's weird because, you know, I think even in, the, even in sparring and just your daily life, you have good days and you got bad days. And I think that one just landed on a fight I was, I'm going out, you know, performing in front of millions of people. And for the title fight, I don't know, I just didn't throw, I didn't let everything loose. I didn't let my hands go, didn't let my kicks go, didn't switch sides, weren't working the angles that I normally do. I just felt it was a really weird sensation. You know, it was like the, it was very low. I don't know why. And and yet you still did very well. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? I mean, I thought you won the fight. I thought it came down to the fifth round. Again, mm -hmm. there's arguments to be made about 10-8 and, right. and this and that. But uh, I remember watching it live yep. with Jimmy and saying it comes down to this fifth round, you know, and we thought you and won We the did, we round. both thought you won. So, so I mean, Tyron called in, and I'm like, I thought you won, Tyron. That was just, you know, <laughs> <maybe a> <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, he said, no, he'll flip real quick. <laughs> but I really did think you won. <laughs> but uh, now that, like, you've been in, and you're saying you felt like it was almost an off day of sparring. Like, that's how it felt? Yeah, it that's did. interesting. It, and it was weird, because I just didn't, I didn't throw, you know, I just didn't let everything go. And mm. if I would have done that, and I, and that's why I was so disappointed, even though I didn't bring, win the belt, bring, bring the belt home, I was disappointed in myself, but I was also proud of myself yes. because where most people in that fourth round would have given up, yeah. I didn't, you know? And that just lets everybody know, hey, every time I step out there, even if I don't win, I'm, I'm giving you hell. After the first round, did that change the way you fought the rest of the fight? No, not at all. It didn't at all? It didn't cause you to throw less kicks or anything like that? Well, that's the thing. I, I threw a lazy kick. That was my fault. It's not like he shot him for a beautiful takedown. Right. He just caught a lazy kick. Yeah. And it, it was one of those kicks where I wanted to see where his hands were going to go course if his hands dropped I, the next kick was going to the head you know yeah. i just didn't pull it back fast enough and um yeah that was on me uh, i took myself down on that one okay pretty much he now, just caught the leg now having having been in there for five rounds with him and, a, and you battled for five rounds do you feel this second time going in there now that you experienced you know his power and, and his strength and everything do you feel more confident now going in i mean than when you fought him the first time like now you know what to expect type of thing oh yeah oh yeah, yeah. that gives me all the confidence the world going out there knowing i took his his best shot and kept on going oh. but i know he's going to make changes i know he's a smart guy he's going to make some changes just like i have so um you know that's what makes the fight so interesting because yeah. you never know the unknown. You know, you don't know what's going what, what's going to happen out there. I think that's where you get that adrenaline. Oh, a hundred because you don't know what's going to happen. You yeah. could prepare yourself for your entire life, and still they hit you with that one shot. What is the weirdest moment for you? Like I felt when we watched Connor fight Eddie Alvarez, and and Eddie was walking in. To me, he looked a little shell shocked by the moment where the garden and all these people and they're booing him, they're cheering for Connor. It almost felt like it was destined for Connor to win, and I'm like, it just seemed like it played with his head a little bit. Where for you is a, a moment where it might be like a little like overwhelming? Do you ever have those moments when you're going in, or is it the, where you realize the magnitude of what's happening, or are you able just to shake it? I'm, I'm yeah, I've always been the type of guy to shake it. I mean, even the last fight, of course, one of my best friends watching him get knocked out in the third round after he winning the fight, that was that hurt me, man. You know, but. I'm a professional, and I know what I got to do when I get out there. And of course, you know, Chris has said uh, he blames himself for my loss. 
just because of him not perform, you know, what happened to him during the fight. But I don't, I don't give him that at all. I, that's on me. Right. You know, I don't, uh, I know I'm a pro and I, and I got, and I got a job when I go out there and that's on me, man. Are you able to enjoy a fight? I always feel bad for guys like when they have to, I mean, you do the main event, you can't enjoy any of the fights before. I don't enjoy it. You can't? At all. No. Nope. <laughs> I go back and watch the fights. I can't, I can't sit back there and be like, oh man, look at this. Yeah, you know, what's going no, you're, you're too focused on your fight. Will you watch it all and have it on in the background or not? You don't even want it on? Well, it's there. So you kind of glimpse at it. You know, you go over in your head, you're walking, you're pacing back and forth. You're doing it straight. Actually, I sleep. I'll go bed in the back and I'll sleep. Yeah. You can sleep before oh, a fight? Yeah. A lot of people can worry themselves out or burn a lot of nervous energy. And I, I've just trained myself to go back there. I'm out, man. And you, you can knock sleep. out. Oh, yeah. Dr. J said that once in an interview. He said the fact that one of his advantages was he could sleep anywhere. He said in a car, and a bus on the way to the thing. He yeah. said grab sleep and it gives you such an advantage. Mm-hmm. I can't sleep in a king bed where I'm not fighting and nothing's going on. <laughs> I don't know how you I do that. I could lay on this table and fall asleep. Really? In five minutes. I just got woken up on the way here. I was on the train, right? And uh, I, the, 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 <laughs> I, I, I just don't know if I'm ever snoring or not, but I'm going to say... I'm gonna. If I was a betting man, I'd say I'm probably snoring because I snore a lot. Like my wife, sometimes my kids awake me, just tap me on the head and be like, well, you know, I'm taking a nap. I'm loud <laughs> when I snore. Oh, you yeah? Know? yeah, I probably have sleep apnea. That's right. But uh, anyway, so the guy wakes me up and he doesn't want me to forget my ticket. But I think he was doing it because I think I was probably just annoying the whole train. Yeah, they don't know how to wake a guy like you up. They're like, what if he gets pissed off? Excuse me, I don't scary. want you to forget your ticket. I'm like, what? We're at Jamaica. I got halfway to Penn Station. I don't know. I was probably being loud. So you'll sleep for how long before the fight? And like, what is the cutoff here? Like, are you have to be awake now? You got to go out and. I'll get up. I'll warm up. I'll do. I I don't. I don't get sweaty. Like some people I see will will go to the back and do like five five minute rounds before they even go out there, and they're just drenching sweat. And I just do a little stretch, a little kicking and punching here and there, and I feel like I'm wasting energy doing that. People are different like that. I I never tell. There's some people that try to get so scientific and they're like, well, the studies say that you have to do the sprints and that everybody's different. Yeah. I never tell somebody how they should warm up. I have guys that just literally just shake out their arms and boom. Then there's guys like Aljo that you actually got to kind of be like, yo, man, dude, you're, you're basically doing a three hour workout. Calm down. Like I guy just, you know, you got to try to pull him back a little bit, you know, because but he, you know, some guys really like to get real sweaty. Real, yeah. Well, I've heard even on walkouts and music, they say certain guys don't want music to get your heart pumping. Like they don't want to walk out to like hate breed or overkill because it gets you like you know the adrenaline going. <laughs> yeah. That's why some guys walk out to mellower music. What do, what do you walk out to? I walk out to Tenacious D, called uh, Wonder Boy. Oh, okay. It's called Wonder Boy. I don't know if you've heard it or not. I've, I'm sure I have. I've heard all this. Oh stuff. yeah. Oh yeah. It's awesome. And uh, it wasn't and, written for you. And it wasn't written for. It wasn't written for me. But uh, my brothers have been asking me for years to walk out of that song. And I was like, man, you know, it doesn't pump you up, blah, blah, blah. But it puts a smile on my face every time yeah. I walk out there. It makes everybody smile. I can't, there's not been one person said, I hate your song when you walk in. Right, it's always right. been good stuff. You, so you, I'm sorry. I was going to say, you enjoy to walk out. Do you yeah, enjoy, yeah. Yeah, I enjoy it's it. Part looking it. at the people, waving at everybody. Were you always like that as far as enjoying the walkout? Like you, from, think about your first time in the UFC. I mean, did you, or was it, was it too? Always. I've always, always enjoyed like it. That. Of course, cool. that was, that's when it's, it's go time. I mean, you yeah. can't, once you walk out, there's no walking back from there. Hundred percent. You can't turn around and run away. Ugh. You just, it's just you have to. It's like a chain just yeah. reeling you in, man. It took me a while to enjoy the warm up. The walk out, I yeah. should say. Oh yeah. I yeah, it definitely did. I mean it's I never all it's never enjoyable. Like yeah. it, oh I enjoy this yeah. is great. Yeah. But it's it definitely it puts a smile on my face. The walk back is probably a lot better after you win. Oh, yeah. Like it's like as long as it goes well. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, like there's nothing I enjoy on stage more than when I'm in the home stretch. I'm like, oh five more minutes till I can just go to the dressing room and be <laughs> yeah. finished with it. Yeah. Because you start to get like, okay, the pressure is off and yeah. I'm almost done and you know yeah. 
It's fitted. And, and you know, it's funny. Have you ever hit somebody or done as much damage as Tyron did to you and still not been able to put them away? I mean, to me, that's got to, that you have to be in his head so heavily right now, even oh, yeah. if he says you're not. This, uh, I fought a guy in, in kickboxing. I dropped this guy so many times. I hit him with everything I had, and the guy just wouldn't go. So I had to kind of pull myself back so I wouldn't wear myself out trying to knock this guy out. You know, sometimes you can do that, or sometimes it's going to mess you up mentally if you can't go out there and do that. So I pulled myself back and just played the game, you know, outpointed them. And if it happened to happen, that's why when I go out there, I don't look for the knockout. Let's just let it happen. Okay, you don't care if you're outpointing somebody or however you're going to win. And I've actually knocked dudes down, and, and my instinct is to go in and try and finish this guy. I may throw one or two punches, realize it, just a feeling, sensation. I'll stand back up. All right, get back up. You know, because I've seen so many people go out there and just wear themselves out. Yeah. And the guy comes back, comes back and finishes him. Did you think Tyron was gassed in the fifth round? It, it didn't seem he, like his arms were, were very, it seemed I, like his arms were very heavy. He did slow down just a little bit, you know, which, which was surprising for a lot of people thinking that he can't go 5-5 five, five in a round. He's a champion for a reason. Mm-hmm. I expect that. I expect, I mean, I'm ready for a 5-5 five, five in a round war if it, if it goes to that. Um, and you have to be, I think. Yeah. Because if it does go that way, I mean, it could break you. Do you think he was conserving energy to just strike you, Matt? Like, it looked well, to me like he might have been really that, picking his spots uh, because he might have been worried that your cardio was a bit better. Or am I just imagining that from the sidelines? Well, hmm. that, that first round, I mean, he got on. When did he get? He got on top fairly quickly. Yeah, fairly quick. And he stayed on top. Yeah. And so, I mean, that first round was not very taxing as far as, you know, it wasn't like they were out there. Like the following rounds when they were, you know, throwing some leather and this and that. That first round, he he, he caught that. Like like one of the boys said, the lazy kick. I won't say his kicks are lazy. Yeah, I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't use that he'll word. He'll bring either. his feet up right now. Take me, you, and the kick. producer out. Yeah, <laughs> fucking bang, bang, bang. Like fucking Hong Kong fooey. But um, <laughs> fucking, what was I getting at? But uh, yeah. So he caught that kick early. He got on top. Or I'm gonna say within the first minute. No. Yeah, it was like. First so minute. I mean, yeah, so it's quick. basically like all right. And it was basically a positional. He didn't do a lot of damage. I believe he was a lot in half guard. It might have just the majority in half guard. I don't know if you got back to guard. I got back to guard. Yeah. He, he ended up hitting me with a tiny elbow, which yeah. cut me. That's And it yeah. blinded me for like, I don't know, 20 seconds because it was all in my eyes. But it, he didn't do a whole lot of damage. I mean, it looked like it because right. of my the little nick he had on my nose. Yeah. But but with both guys, so you were very, very you know calm down there also. It's not like you were just dying trying to get out. You right. were defending yourself really well. So, I mean, it's really like that first round was basically just, again, not too taxing, on, you know, as far as hitting their energy bar. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it, didn't, it wasn't really uh, a sprint to start off, you know? So, you know. He was he was definitely, uh, he's definitely a strong guy. I mean, I could feel yeah. that being on that top position. Yeah. I mean, you know, usually working the escapes that I normally work, it was just like trying to move you know, a brick wall off of me. Right. It's like, golly. And, and, and I'm sorry, I was going to say, he got on top... Uh, was it twice? He got on top twice, but yet he never did a takedown. He never shot it, right? We, that's, that's what we talked he got about. On, he got on top once. It was the first round. The first round. But no, then, then he, when he got, did he did he follow you down when he was hitting you? Or I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fourth yeah. round when I dropped down. Yeah. He was on top of yeah. me. He was just trying yeah, to Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But he yeah. never, what's interesting is he's got this really, really good wrestling background, but he never once did a, sh- a shot ever in the fight. Am I, am, I, am I correct with that? Yeah. He never shot on you. Never, never. I, I think you tried. I mean, you see a few yeah. times he's kind of like okay. wailed out there, but it wasn't up, like Mr. anything T? pretty. Did he? He tipped one. It was kind of a half-hearted one. Okay, half-hearted one. Half-hearted. Okay. But uh, he's, he's literally, he's got a great wrestling, but if you go back yeah. and watch his fights, he doesn't use it a whole lot. I wonder oh. why that is. A lot of guys, you know, I, I know uh, 
I got one guy in particular, but uh, who we're, we're working on with it. But you know, some guys are afraid to go for that. They could be devastating on top. Like I mean, that guy's a pain in the ass on top. Look yeah. at him. I mean, but yet they don't want to go for those takedowns because the takedowns are fa- there's nothing worse than a failed takedown. Yeah, when you put everything into it. And the guy scrambles back up. It's like, oh, f you! Yeah. It sucks, doesn't it suck? Wonderful. It it's sucks, like, Jimmy. It sucks. You just feel the life being sucked out of you when, she... when you try and go for a takedown. They just, it feels like they just get out so easy. It's like oh, you spend all this energy. Oh, it could really, worst. it could it's really affect. So some guys just do not want to feel that. So they don't. Do so you think he'd rather it? knock you down and then jump on top of you? Yeah. Oh, I hundred oh, yeah. percent feel that way. Or catch, I, you know. catch a lazy kick, catch you know, right. an easy takedown right there. Was he stronger than you thought he was going to be? Because you said that you were trying to do things that you would normally do, and it was like moving a brick wall. Did he hit harder, and, and was he more powerful than you anticipated? Uh, in the clinch positions, yes. Um, whenever he would get inside or just kind of cl- – when he decided you're not going to move, it was uh, he was very strong. Very strong. And I was walking around light anyway. I was walking around about 182. Before I stepped in – before we even left the hotel to go to the arena, I was 178. So I didn't rehydrate up. Like I normally do, didn't get the gain, gain the weight that I normally do. So I knew I uh, for this next fight I had to walk around a heavier weight. Okay, so how much you have to cut? Oh, I, sh- I was walking around about one ninety instead of one eighty two. I know he walks around over two hundred pounds, so he's yeah. he's used to doing that. His body's capable of doing that. Last time I did that, I was the Matt Brown fight, and it about killed me trying to cut from two hundred. Uh, yeah, and I've asked fighters before too, and, and and I know Joe has talked about it. Is would it not be easier just to fight at the weight you walk around, or, or within a few pounds? Is like fighting. Yeah. A guy who can actually, you know, will be heavier than you, uh, more of a disadvantage to, to not losing the weight. Am I making sense? Like, if, yeah. you're, if, if you just fight at your walk-around weight, isn't that a little bit easier so you don't have to cut? Uh, it's like a, if you're too light, I could see where it could be a problem. I mean, if they grab your wrist and you're, you know, 10, 15 pounds heavier, that could be a problem. You know, Chris Weidman fights at 185. I'll walk around close to that, no. you know, and he's, you know, two, He's a big 15, boy. Yeah. <laughs> so when he even grabs your wrist, it's like, I feel like a little kid. <laughs> you can't okay, get so, away so in the fight the fact that he is that much heavier would be a bigger advantage than the fact that you haven't had to cut weight right okay. I, I think so. I mean it, it's different because you look at Frankie Edgar when he fought at what was it yeah. uh, he didn't have to cut that much weight he's also he fought at I mean that guy's a you know the elite one of the best one of the best in the game pound for pound yeah. you know what I mean so a lot of guys aren't I mean it, it's they're not going to be able to do what uh, Frankie Edgar does. And, but also, like, one of the boys not walking around like um, Kelvin or uh, Johnny Hendricks who are battling to get the 170. Yeah. Like, you can get there fairly. Oh, yeah. It's, fairly it's, it's easy. easy. Yeah. It's easy. And have you I mean, even it's, it sucks doing it, but I could do it pretty easy. It does suck doing it, right? Yeah. <laughs> I hate oh, yeah. that. Oh, my gosh. You know, I can lose 12 pounds in an hour. 12. Yeah. Can done that. That's can, staggering. could probably put on, like, 10 pounds in an hour. <laughs> you can really do 12 pounds in an hour? Oh, yeah. Wow. Just doing a, an hour of light workout? Yeah, man. Well, you you got, got a water load. You have you to water, water load. You water load. You go oh, low on the sodium. Okay. Yeah. You drink a lot of water first, then you just well, piss tons it Tons of water. Tons of water. And you, what you do, you saturate your body with water. Eventually, your body's going to be like, you know, I got to get rid of some of this stuff. By that time, you're right around where you got to go out there and, and uh, uh, you know, sweat it out. So your body just releases all this water. So if you wake up five pounds over where you got to be in the morning of the way and you're not worried about that. Five pounds, yes. The morning of, I wake up the morning of weigh-ins. I would. I I'm usually like two pounds. So we'll go do an Epsom salt bath, and boom, we're ready to go. Do you do? You go to the gym the night before. Some of those guys find a 24-hour fitness or something, and they just sit in the steam room. And well, see, that's what's great about the UFC. They'll have rooms for you. you can go down there and work out. And the rooms are already warm or hot, so you go down there and break a sweat. See, we we put on like sweet sweat, 
And you ever heard of that? It's no. like a, it's like a paste you put on your body, opens your pores, and then we bundle up sauna suit, do like an hour, just a little workout, nothing too strenuous. A lot of people will go to the sauna, just sit in the sauna. I I, I hated it. I hated sitting in the sauna. It draws out for me water uh, from places you don't need to be drawing water out of, like your brain or your head. Right. You know, draws out water from that, and I just feel feel horrible but when i do a workout like i like i normally do natural workout i feel fine so you rub this paste on you and put this suit on and like the, the, this this tight that was the suit called uh you got a sauna suit we go. bundle up you know and just do a little workout oh that sounds i should do that <laughs> why not <laughs> what do you want to do I'm that saying for? no why is that be a bad idea I wouldn't lose a few pounds and look good. Yeah, but you. Yeah, but the thing is, you you have a you have a glass of water and you probably end up putting it right back because it's all water weight. Oh, it is all water. It's all water weight. I'm just thinking about before I have sex, I won't look as bad. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. You might need an IV to get your endurance back up. Yeah. You don't want that help. You will definitely need some help. Hmm. All right. What's funny, man? I don't think it's that um so chubby. I think it's that people got used. Oh no, I'm, I'm thinking now. I'm thinking of the weigh-ins and everything. And people always seen me like at weigh-ins and when I was fighting. So I have to go through this process, like one of the boys talking about. So they go, "Oh, look at this little short, stocky guy. You see all his abs." But I'm not walking around like that all the time. And I'm five six. How tall are you, Wonder Boy? I'm a little over six foot. This guy on off season, I guarantee he's got at least a four pack. Yeah. He's probably got a six pack. This motherfucker, <laughs> pretty guy. Look at this I guy. Stay, I stay dangerous guy. I stay pretty. He lean. does stay lean. And have you talked right. to? Uh, and I asked you this morning, but I got to ask you again. Have you talked to GSP since he decided to come back? Did he tell you he's going to come back or no? I haven't. I found out that he recently that he's coming back. And uh, you know what? Uh, I've had a lot of people ask me, "Would you fight him?" And you know, being the welterweight champion, sometimes you have to. You know, there are obligations. But I've known George for uh, a while, and. Uh, if we if that did go down, that would be his decision. Yeah. I mean, listen, I was really cool with George before I fought him. You know, George is a nice dude. Yeah, yeah. you can. Yeah. Oh, and you trained with him back at TriStar for a little bit, no? Yeah, oh, but, oh, for that's ages ago. Uh, Tiago Alves, John Fish, oh. Carlos Condit. He, yeah. This was before I was even doing MMA. I was doing kickboxing at the time. Yeah, but he bring me up there for years, and you know, yeah. had a good relationship and. It was, it was cool. That He was kind of my inspiration. I actually switched from kickboxing to mixed martial arts. Because I found myself doing more of the jiu-jitsu, more of the wrestling, just to be a better sparring partner. Yeah. So I was like, hey, man, why not make that. the switch? Well, guys who like each other, I mean, you know, Arlovsky had to fight um, uh, Overeem. Yeah. Know, and they trained together. I, mean, I had to fight uh, Rory, and I've known Rory for years. And you, for uh, years, yeah. Yeah, that was like a very frustrating fight for him. Yeah. Was that his I, last fight in the UFC? That was. It was. Yeah. That was. And was it hard for you to get, like, you know, you're fighting a guy that you know and you like? Is it harder for it, you to get ready no, for it or no? No, not at all. Not at all. I mean, once it's set, you have a job. And I felt like if I didn't give 100%, I would, I would be disrespecting him. If you didn't give 100%. I wonder if it's easier to fight a guy like that in a way, too, because without the cl- when, you, when you're too angry at somebody or you dislike them too much, we saw Jose Aldo against Connor, like it messes you up psychologically and you probably go out, try to go out and do too much and you make mistakes. Yeah. So if you, you don't hate the stuff. guy. Yeah, I, I never, I never not, not like the guy when I uh, never hate the guy when I walk out there. I think even, you, even if they talk a bunch of crap, I'm just like, yeah, just go out there and do my thing. You seem like <laughs> you're very difficult to rattle because you're a nice guy and it, it's very genuine and you, you seem like you're, you don't, other guys don't really get into your head and you don't seem like you're easy to do psychological warfare against. And it's kind of hard for them to do that. It's kind of hard for them to, to find out something, you know, this nice guy, what am I going to say? What am I going to say bad about him? You know? Right. But, uh, uh, yeah, it does. I've seen a lot of people let that stuff mess with them, and it affects them. And you were I fi- don't care. Fifty-seven and zero as a kickboxer. Yeah. And when you lost the first fight, I guess Matt Brown was your first loss mm-hmm. ever. What was that like? You know what? It, it was it was devastating. It was for me. You know, I felt like I let everybody down. 
uh, myself down. Um, but it was also a blessing because I wouldn't be where I am if it wasn't for that fight. It, it went back and showed me what I needed to work on, and it told a lot about myself. I've never, I was never pushed to the point to where Matt Brown pushed me that fight. You know, it was, uh, I was done first 30 seconds in the first round. And, and, and mentally, I knew I wasn't 100%. Like, I was, just, I was just getting more tired and more tired. But still, I get everything I got. And it told a little bit about, you know, told myself what I was capable of, even when I'm in a position where most people would quit. And there was no temptation for, because again, we've seen a few people where they lose a fight after going 10-0 and or 12-0, and and, and it's just like, you know, look at Holly. I mean, even though she's fought very tough, and she went out punching against Misha, and then she lost two decisions, sometimes it seems like you can get in someone's head, and they just have a hard time, and you didn't seem to have a hard time winning no, at all. I, I, got, I got good people around me. Good, good, positive people. Good team. My dad, my coaches back at Upstate Karate Team Pitch Black. What did your dad say to you? He smacks me. You know, what are you doing? You know. <laughs> nah, he doesn't do that. You know, it was... Uh, uh, he's always there, man. He's always there to pick you up. He'll let you know what you do wrong. Obviously, he's he's a. That's just him. He'll tell you how to like it is. You sucked, then he'll tell you you sucked. Um, but it's always in a loving way, and and uh, we go back, we look at the fight, and see what we did wrong. Even if it's a first round knockout or a five five in a round war, there's always something you go back and work on. What do you think you did wrong against Matt Brown? It was a oh man, hey, it was. I definitely had to work on my uh, my takedown defense. I had it. I just didn't have the energy to do it. I was I was walking around. I had a higher new strength and conditioning coach had me walk around like 209, and I tried to cut to 170. Oh, that guy got fucking And it killed me. Right was that his only time uh, as <laughs> your strength me. and conditioning coach? Is he still around or no? No. 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 After that, I left a bad taste in my mouth, and I kind of started doing my own thing. Yeah. And uh, this is the first time, my first camp, I hired a, a strength and conditioning coach, a guy named Josh Reynolds, who is amazing. He was working with some of our guys back home, and I saw the benefits. They weren't gaining any weight, but they were more explosive. They were faster. Uh, I felt strong. So I'm like, I'm going to use this guy, and that's how I feel now. My weight's still good, and, but I feel more explosive and, how, and definitely stronger. How long have you been using him for? Oh, wow. Eight. Uh, since the last fight. Yeah, since the last fight. All right, good, man. Nice. And when you leave things in the judge's hand, I mean, sometimes nobody wants to, but sometimes right. it just happens. And there's been some questionable decisions. You know? Lately. Yeah, I, I, you know, personally, I love Anderson, but I thought that uh, I thought Derek Brunson won that fight. Yeah. And, and there's been a few times you're like, Ugh. the Holly Holmes one. I don't know if you saw that last one. Oh, was, against that was pretty yeah. close. Yeah, yeah, I thought Holly had that. I remember thinking that. Especially yeah. after the second, uh, you know, was it like, you know. Oh, there was some second after late the bell. Punch. Oh, man. And those oh, were the hardest the hits. That's yeah, the hardest she got the heck? hit. Yeah, how listen. She's like appealing I, that. Did she so. not even get warned? Did she get warned? She got warned once, and he warned, and they warned her again a second time. But they were both pretty flavorful. I, I think she got warned on the second one. I don't think she really got a warning no. on the first one. He was like, "No, that was okay." You know, oh, it, I thought it wasn't she like did. An official you, warning, though. you know. On the second one, that's when it's like, "Hey, listen, this this could change the course of her next fight." Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. You can't be taking these shots. It's yeah, that cool. was, and she's appealing it. So again, she may or may not, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but, what does that really mean with the whole? I mean, I don't know. Dana was not happy that night. <laughs> Dana wasn't happy, but yet, I, that's we talked about that. I enjoyed the hell out of that night. I did, too. I and I'm going to enjoy this weekend. Let me Boom. tell you. you, you <laughs> Boom! What's funny Pow! Is, I watch other I guys that wait. try to fight like you, and I don't think they try to like look at Stephen Thompson, I'm going to fight uh, like you. But the way you, you're, you're so scary for me to watch, I really like you, and I'm, your arms are down in your head. I'm like, oh my God, he's just, what a dangerous way, and you're just you're so fast you're able to do that. And then I see other guys doing that. I'm like, oh, he's not fast enough to he pull that off. You were saying that about Lando. I don't think he's not fast enough, but I'm like, when you're coming into the UFC and you're fighting this level yeah. of fighter, I think these guys are a little quicker than he's used to. I think it's... I think it's um, he got hit a few hard they times. They know yeah. how to uh, judge the distance 
and whatnot. I mean, you even got like Raging Al does that all the time too. It's a little different. He's got a little bit different style, but but um, it's, it's you watch Muhammad Ali. I mean, it was a way yeah. to, for me to distribute my weight a little bit faster. Yeah, you know, your hands up like my Tyson's. I was very hard to move your weight around because yeah. all the weights up top. Okay, so when your hands are down, you can move. You can distribute your weight a little bit easier. Yeah. And the guys, most people when they fight, they look up here, look in your face. So if your hands are there, they see your hands at all times. Yeah. When my hands are moving down here, it's harder to figure out where your hands are coming from. Oh, whatever. I mean, it works. I mean, obviously, you've mastered the idea of getting back, and it just seems like you're trying to pull them in I mean, a little bit. Sometimes it doesn't work. I mean, I did get punched in the, <laughs> yeah, in the head twice that guys, last fight. There's some guys right. that got their hands up, and they're still getting punched right in the face. Oh, yeah. it's all how a lot of people didn't like Tyson style, that, that whole Custom Peekaboo thing. They thought was like, they didn't like it. They criticized it. They thought that wasn't the right way to do it. And then I guess he goes, what was he, 30 and 0 or yeah, whatever? Like, crushing dudes. Lifting people off the floor with his punches. What do you think it is about him that makes people, like, as a fighter, we like a guy like Tyson so much. Like, Larry Holmes, nobody gives a shit about him. He was like, where he went to 49-0 or 48-0. Nobody talks about Larry Holmes and his big left jab. But Tyson, we just loved. He, he meant something to people for some reason. I think, reason. I don't know, he just came out of nowhere. He was, what, 19 or 18, 19 when he first came in the pro scene. It just was crushing, dude. His whole physique, I mean, he was shorter yeah. than most heavyweights. He was yoked, big thighs. Big neck. Big, thick neck. Just yeah. looked scary. He looked the part. I mean, yeah, he was the whole package, man. He looked the part. Even the lisp, everything. Yeah. Was just, <laughs> you know? Maybe, yeah. Might sound like Cindy Brady, but he'll fucking knock your head off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe uh, that was it. He doesn't sound like a tough guy. Yeah, no, On the phone, you'd be like, oh, fuck, I saw And, then he and even that whole dynamic with him and Customato, that was a, like, a, it was something really cool about it. He yeah. talked about how crazy Customato was, too. He said he used to have guns. And he read his book. Yeah, he, would, he said he would come home sometimes and, and Custom would be like laying on the floor pointing a gun out the door. Oh, shut yeah, up. Yeah, he was really a nutty guy. Wow. Yeah, really a nutty dude. Yeah? That would yeah. freak me out. And before we continue, look, I want to stop and discuss eating healthy. I have to do a live read, but I'm happy to do this one. Blue Apron. Let's be real honest, folks. Not all ingredients are created equal. Fresh, high-quality ingredients make a tremendous difference. So it's important to know where all your food comes from. That's part of the problem with food. You don't know where you're getting it from. Just some idiot throws it in a package and, and hands it to you, and you go, oh, I guess it's good, and it's not. It's affordable. For less than $10 per meal, Blue Apron delivers seasonal recipes along with pre-portioned ingredients to make delicious home-cooked meals. And honestly, I cannot cook, and that's the beauty of this, is everything comes kind of pre-portioned. So you, they, they give you how much you need. You don't have to figure it out. Is it, do I use a, is it a liter or a cup? I don't know the difference between any of that stuff. And you can choose from a variety of new recipes each week, or you can let Blue Apron's culinary team surprise you. That's up to you. Recipes are not repeated within a year, which is amazing, so you're never going to get bored. Although I wonder if you could repeat a recipe if there's one you like. Maybe you could. Customize your recipes each week based on your preference. Blue Apron has several delivery options, so you can choose whatever fits your needs. And there is no weekly commitment, so you get deliveries when you want them, which is phenomenal. So you're not going to go away for a couple of days and come back and have a bunch of food piled up that's rotting and have you know dogs eating it. Because <laughs> they understand that's how people live. We're not always on the same schedule every day it's and true. every week. Each meal comes with a step-by-step, easy-to-follow recipe card and pre-portioned ingredients and can be prepared in 40 minutes or less. That's phenomenal. You come home from work, you're tired, you're a single stud like I am, or maybe you know what, your wife has been doing the cooking and she's tired, my feet are tired. You say, sit down, I'm going to finally do something good in the kitchen. Check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash UFC unfiltered. That is blueapron.com slash UFC unfiltered. You're going to love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron. So don't wait. 
Uh, again, this week's menu, you get your first three meals free with free shipping. You lose nothing by trying it. That's the worst that can happen is you don't like it. And it's fresh guaranteed. What are you going to do? Not try it? Stop it. BlueApron.com slash unfiltered. Please. You're listening to UFC Unfiltered with Jim Norton and Matt Sarah. Look, what do you love most about shaving with Harry's? Oh, I love Harry's. I'll tell Harry's you razors? I, yes. I love the close shave. I, I, I love how smooth my face gets. It's a really comfortable glide. Nice. Harry's was started by two guys, Jeff and Andy. You could say Andy and Jeff if you prefer. Yeah. Uh, look, they were fed up with being overcharged for razors. So they decided to start their own razor company, which is the difference between them and, them and me. Because all I do is complain about razors. Yeah. They started a company, and now they're rolling in cash. Uh, they wanted to give guys everywhere what they deserve, which is a great shave at a fair price. We shave every day. It's true. And not just our faces. They bought a factory with 100 years of blade-making experience so they could make their own high-quality razors, sell them online, ship them directly to you for half the price of the leading brand. It's a brilliant business move, and it's something all of us need. I shave. Right now, I'm not shaving, and I feel gross. I want to go home and shave. Harry's razors include everything you need for a close, comfortable shave. they got five German-engineered blades, a lubricating strip, flex hinge for a comfortable glide, so you're not taking this stiff rake-like thing and dragging it over your face and cutting your own throat. This thing has the flex hinge. It molds around your face, even wow. when it's a fat, shapeless face like mine. The trimmer blade for hard-to-reach places, which for me, you know, under, under my neck, on my ear, because it's just dumb skin. My, my, my friend told me I had a face like a beekeeper suit. I almost like I'm wearing That's a beekeeper cool. mask, so it's hard to shave. <laughs> Weighted ergonomic handle because a light handle is just too airy and you're going to throw it off. I do. It does have a great grip. Of course I it mean, does. It has a great grip on that thing. It's a $2 a blade compared to $4 or more you're going to pay at the drugstore. It's half the price. What? Harry's is so confident in the quality of their blades, they want you to try their most popular trial set for free. That's how confident they are. It comes with a razor handle of your choice, five blade cartridge, and shaving gel. Free when you sign up. You pay a small fee for shipping because it's not for free, unfortunately. Some guy from Harry's doesn't drive it over. They got to use, you know, a shipping service. Uh, to redeem your free trial offer, go to harrys.com slash UFC. That's harrys.com slash UFC. Because if you're going out with a young lady, you want to be clean shaven. You don't need to have her thighs all red and sore, do you? Absolutely not. <laughs> Make it salty at the end. You're listening to UFC Unfiltered with Jim Norton and Matt Sarah. Do you know, how come you don't get into movies or acting or any of that stuff? You know what? I don't know, man. This hasn't been approached to me yet. I haven't, you know, uh, been asked to play any parts or anything. I think I would go for it. I was going to say, this guy, look at his face. Blooms on a Wheaties box. Look at that face of this guy. Oh, thanks, guys. You're, not, you, <laughs> are you, are you kicking all the girls away. I mean, how do you keep them off you? What's going you on? Got, you got to, man. Especially when you're this close to fight time. And to, to your your lifelong dream and yeah. goal, and it's there, man. I I told my dad I was twelve years old, man. I was gonna be fighting for the UFC one day. I'm just blessed to be where I'm at. I was twelve. We went to our first UFC fight in Charlotte, North Carolina. It was UFC two or three. Wow. When wow. Uh, Kimo got his ponytail pulled out by um, I Horace would Grayson. love I would love to do a fact check on that because I swear it was his mouthpiece. Everybody's always saying it's the because I. I know the fight you're talking about. Of course, Keem over his, uh, Hoist is the first time Hoist. Yeah. Um, he won the fight, yeah. 
which everybody makes it like he didn't win, but he got so exhausted that the other guy was so athletic. Yeah. You know, he, he was, was so athletic, explosive. probably choose bigger. Choose that of his mind, probably. But he had a but, hold uh, of his ponytail, remember? He definitely had a, yeah, because you were allowed to hold hair, pull hair back then. He had it, but he I don't, it I'm telling you now, I don't think that thing came out. I don't miss the T. I know what you're talking about because I seen it, and then I remember watching it again thinking, no, that's his mouthpiece. Because, I mean, I really? think everybody would have found his, I mean, what is he, uh, the tomahawk them? Huh? You'd be wrong. He's correcting I'd be, you. I'd, I'd be wrong, Mr. T. <laughs> He's very definitively <laughs> correcting Listen, you. Uh, we're gonna, we're gonna have to, Mr. T. Did you see this hair on the floor? Did. You did. And there are pictures of it. There's, there's pictures, pictures of it. it. Oh, we have to look it I, up. Are you we, looking it up right now? Chris, the producer is pictures? looking this up. I would never call Mr. T a liar. <laughs> no, because I know Wonder Boy learned his shit somewhere. Man, I, I remember that night because uh, a guy that trained ninjutsu won it. Right? Steve he won. Jenum. Steve Jenum. Steve Jenum. The guy did the worst arm lock. Oh my gosh! Yeah, and you got to say this about Hoist. Hoist and his family. Yeah, but hold on, Mr. T, get in here, please. I don't. You're gonna drop some knowledge, and nobody's gonna hear it. Yeah, get right up close. One thing about Hoist and his family is Hoist could have could have stayed in the back and not come out because of medical whatever. Yep. But no, they came out to the ring, to the cage, and the referee announced the fight, and then. They threw the towel in because he was exhausted. You're talking about his next. This was when the, back in the day of tournaments. Yeah. After the chemo fight, which he won, he was so exhausted. He was in the back. He tried to shower. He walked out to the cage to fight Harold Howard. Yes. And yes. they had to throw the, the, the they had to throw it in there because they just saw him and he had nothing left in him. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. The, the Gracie just threw the but towel. That was cool. In. They, they made the walk and they, and they manned up. And took the loss. Yeah. Because there was a loss on his record. And they manned up and took it. And what was terrible, first of all, that was very ballsy of them. Because I remember watching it, and the other guy was bouncing up and down, this Harold Howard, big, huge Canadian guy from wherever. It was karate guy that, that if Hoist was fresh, I wouldn't even be sweating it. But he wasn't. And I'm just waiting for this fight to start. I'm like, oh, no. And then, thank goodness, they, they, they thought of their brother and son and whatnot, and they threw that towel in there. But uh, you know what's pretty shitty about that is that chemo... And that little Joe San, who's a, yeah. arrested now for rape or whatever else, they jumped in the cage like they're big heroes and stuff. Do you remember this? Yeah, well, they jumped in there like they'd done something great. Yeah. Yeah, they lost. They lost. Yeah, they lost, but they, they what? looked... What? They they I don't remember that. They came I back do. in there? As if they had yeah. just destroyed Hoist. Well, they didn't. They lost. Because they were the reason that Hoist couldn't continue. Even though oh, they lost. come on. He tapped out. He said, uncle. His arm would have been broken. Yeah. yeah. So he tapped out, and he was just as tired as Hoist. Hoist moved on. He got out of the tournament. You know, you mm -hmm. lose, you're gone. After they threw the towel in, they jumped in the cage. They got thrown out of the cage. Wow. I remember Helsing Grace. He's a little, that's uh, the one from Hawaii. Yeah. He almost was went after them like you motherfuckers, you know? <laughs> but uh, yeah, so they went in there Man. like they did something. Yeah, this is some old school stuff. I don't remember stuff. that. Me and Mr. T remember. So, it, so basically, <laughs> they were proud that like he got so tired beating their guy up yeah. that he, got, he oh, couldn't look, fight yeah. the next fight. He can't continue because of us. That's what they're yes, like. That's pretty much. That's, 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 How could you be proud of that? Uh, pretty weak. That's a pretty weak... Uh, what mentality or pretty, mindset yeah, exactly. or yeah, pretty weak mentality. And you started you started training what like 1974? I started in March 1974 doing karate. What motivated you? To do, like, what did you do before that? Uh, well, I was I was in school. I was in I was in high school. I started at the age of 18. Uh, I was going to military school. Uh, Elvis Presley was my inspiration for starting martial arts. Really, yeah, Elvis real. Presley. Yeah. I, my, as a kid. My mom would, if Elvis was on, she was watching him. So, of course, you know, as kids had to watch. We only had three, three stations uh, sure. channeled back then. Uh, most everything was in black and white. But Elvis came <laughs> on, we were watching Elvis. 
Uh, you get out there and do his singing and dancing and woo the ladies. And I know I couldn't do all that, but I, every now and again he'd do, do demonstrate some of his karate moves. I'm like, wow, look at that. That's pretty cool. I'd heard about karate, but never seen it. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I, I said, man, look at this guy. This guy is the coolest. I know I couldn't do all that singing and dancing, but if I could do just a little bit of that karate, I, I could probably do that. I might be just a little bit cool like Elvis. You know? <laughs> so once I started, it was like, forget Elvis, I'm, I'm all about this. So, you got addicted to it. Yeah, yeah. Do you ever go to Graceland? Oh, I have. I've been there. Yeah, I went once. It was actually really... Uh, I've never been. It's an interesting thing to see the way he lived and the plane. The colonel had the little plane and he's, Elvis had the bigger plane with the king bed in the back of it. It's kind and of it's a cool not place. They had a plane? Oh, too. No what? way. Yeah, it's not... El Graceland is not as large a property as you might think it is. Of course, it's expanded recently. You know, they've added some things and I think I just heard that... I think there's something like... Uh, uh, bed and breakfast kind of thing on the property now, oh, yeah. or some kind of place where you can stay and and do it. I would love to go. I've never yeah. been. Yeah, it's a cool place. If it I wasn't for Elvis, I wouldn't be where I am right now. I guess. I <laughs> you know what? In a weird way, you're right. Yo, is it true? Listen, I don't, don't want to be a drama guy. Is it true that that Elvis's uh, wife at the time had an affair with the karate instructor? She slept the karate. For the did she? Yes, she did. Yep. What? That would have motivated me to take karate. That I could I have think banged that might have been wife. my yeah. inspiration. <laughs> yeah, she did. Wow. They're cheating on the king. But, uh, well, she probably knew the king might have been dipping. In other areas too, double dipping. <laughs> you know. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm sure the king well, cheated a little too. What was his name? The the guy's name they were cheating with was Mike Stone. Mike Stone. Yeah. And he was back back in the day. He, she was doing private lessons with Mike Stone, and of oh. course, you know, they did whatever they did. But uh, he was uh, he was the hot hot commodity on the on the karate circuit at the time. Oh so gosh, yeah. Elvis. You know, he hired the best. Well, didn't they say Elvis got a black belt? Did he get a black belt? But I don't know if it was. A, well, <laughs> he, he's got a black belt, but I've heard like celebrity. I've never met Elvis. Elvis black belt. I've never seen yeah. him train. I just saw what he did in the movies. I heard that his karate skills weren't the best, but he definitely had a love for the arts. I love when he got really chubby and he started doing the karate stuff on the stage. <laughs> when he's all fat. I'm like, oh, this is great. Uh, dude, that <laughs> this was is my so great. favorite Elvis. Is the when, fat Elvis. I know what I love more than <laughs> fat Elvis. <laughs> Wait, was that his karate yells when he would go, huh, huh? Yeah, he would do like a weird move and the yeah. people, and, he would, and there was someone who would follow him and he had like a, he would have scarves and they'd put a scarf on him and he would take it off and hand it and then put another scarf on him and he'd hand, it was just, it's the coolest thing. No, no, you let me tell done. you what's cool. My dad sponsored an Elvis impersonator and I got to be on one of the sh one of his shows, like one of his perks. So this dude sounded just like Elvis Presley. It was like in a local show. The guy came to my dad, knowing dad was an Elvis fan. It was pretty cool. And Elvis beat me up on stage. It was pretty cool. The impersonator. <laughs> did he sound like him, though? He did sound yeah, like yeah. him? Yeah, oh, yeah. This guy was, this guy was unbelievable. This guy was amazing. He was. Yeah, he oh, was wow. Amazing. Now, will you go see those shows in Vegas, even though it's a little campy we and did. silly? Yeah, we, we did. We did see a show. Did you know that Elvis performed for 10 years at the Las Vegas Hilton? 10 years, two shows a day, seven days a week, and 100% of the shows sold out. Wow. And I know that room because I performed there. I did it with Dice for two years. We did the Vegas Hilton, and they, they, there was the Elvis suite on top. Yep. And we would walk down the same. Dice was an Elvis fanatic, and he would always go, just the way Elvis came. Yeah. So we, we went to Elvis. We went to an Elvis show in Vegas. And the guy that actually announced it, the real Elvis back in the day, was announced this new guy, this impersonator. Mm -hmm. And it was at the original place that he performed. And this guy uh, announced Elvis, Elvis Presley out. Elvis left the building. Right. Yeah. And that became such a thing. And there's great footage online. If you're a fan, you like it. It's Elvis is fat, and he's singing an Unchained Melody. He's covering Unchained Melody, and he's belting out into the piano, and he's sweating, and it's so great. Yeah. And uh, he walks off, and he just does this little weird move, and then he goes right into the car, and he's out while the band is still playing. Wow. How old was he when he, when he got it? 42. 
He was only 42. Wow, man. 42. 42. He was my age. Yeah. I, I better start get back on that elliptical. Well, I believe you live the, <laughs> I, I think you live a, <laughs> I'm not that bad, I Mr. You're T. good, man. You're good. Thank you're you. Good. Thank you. I'm hard on myself. Well, what was he eating? Fried banana and peanut butter sandwiches, and he was doing pills. You know, it was not a good life. <laughs> oh, no. No, that, I'm pretty sure yeah. they said, uh, uh, who was it that said that somebody had to actually stay up with him while he ate because he was so messed up so despondent yeah so yeah from the, from the, from the drugs he was so despondent from all the medication medication that he uh, was on it was pretty bad they said that uh, he was he would only go out at night he would sleep during the day that he would take aluminum foil yep and put over the windows in his bedroom because it didn't allow any kind of daylight through so that he could sleep through the day and he was such an a pop a popular a uh, 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 performer uh, that uh, he, he couldn't these... go out during the day. And he would rent movie theaters for his for his entourage at night to see movies and things that normal people like us, you know, we don't have to worry about being mobbed by right. the crowd. Well, Matt does, but the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, so so they he had a rough. He had yeah, a rough. He had, he had a t- it was a tough environment for him. And he never left the country too. He wanted to perform in England and all this what? stuff. Never what? performed outside the country. Why? Because the Colonel. What do you mean? The Colonel was a shifty character, and I, where, where was he? Was he from Amsterdam or something? He had a, he was a foreign guy. Wait, what Colonel are we talking yeah, yeah, about? Yeah, yeah. Elvis' manager. The Colonel was responsible for Elvis. So oh. they they called him the Colonel. Tom Parker. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Was he really a Colonel? No, he was oh. a, a as they say a huckster, and he was a bit of a con artist and a brilliant guy, and he created this whole Colonel persona. But he was afraid of leaving the country because they might not let him back in, and he didn't want Elvis going because someone might take him. That's right. Look at that, man. Why wouldn't they let him back in? That's the question. You never know with... uh, I I know a guy who was dating a girl, and uh, I guess she wasn't legal, and he he took her in a limo from New York to Toronto when they're trying to get back in. They're like, you can't come back into the U.S. So this girl he's just hooking up with, all of a sudden get booted out of the U.S. because they couldn't come back in. So you got to watch it when you leave the country. A colonel was afraid that that the U.S. border would not allow the, him back in, the colonel back in. And he wouldn't let Elvis go without Oh, him. let the colonel back in. There's a show gotcha. called Sun Records now. My friend Billy Gardell is playing the colonel. That's why I'm all up on my colonel oh, knowledge. Oh, you're good, man. Yeah. Yeah. You're good. It's, when you talk about that popularity, when there's different levels, man. Like, I like it like right now, where it's like once in a while, guys will be like, hey, uh, I, I listen unfiltered. They do. They say that, Jimmy. Yeah. Or uh, whatever else. Now I'm going to give all my plugs to Dana White looking for a fight. No. Sure. But, they, you know, whatever it is. Wonderboy, you know how it is. And Jimmy, you too. But there's a whole other level where, like, that whole thing, like, like I'm sure, like, like, like the, that Tom Cruise, George Clooney type shit. Oh, yeah. Like, you're talking about, that can't be fun. Uh-uh. Right, Jimmy? Or do I, you want to take it to that next level? Do you, Wonderboy? I wouldn't know. I mean, uh, no. I mean, that's why I like going back to South Carolina, Simpsonville. You yeah. don't get that. Everybody's like, oh, that's just Steven. Yeah, what's up? We've known this guy since he was young. You know, you don't get that. Yeah. Everybody trying to mob you. I mean, uh, Conor McGregor, for instance. I mean, that guy can't go anywhere. Right. Nowhere. I, I think a good level for for a performer would be to like a Tom Selleck level. Tom Selleck. Tom, Tom Selleck. Yeah. yeah. Tom Selleck's a cool dude, yeah. and and he he plays he plays a good character, and uh, for the most part, from what I can tell, the 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 staunch. Uh, Tough guy, conservative. That's, from what I understand, that's pretty much Tom Selleck. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's he's, like him. he's that kind of cool a guy, but he's he's not so far up there that he's uh, that he's being mobbed by everyone. Right, right. But he's right. up far enough to where you know he gets everybody knows him. Yeah, everybody knows who he is, and he's you know he's he's a cool dude. Yeah, I you ever meet you ever meet Tom Selleck? No, I didn't. No, I think if that guy that's pretty up there though, Tom Selleck. 
Some of that really? guy goes on an airplane and goes out to eat. You can be like, oh, Tom Selleck, uh, pretty recognizable. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe not for the younger kids, maybe. And by the way, can, can I say what we're promoting? We haven't promoted it once. What UFC two oh nine. Uh, Tyron Woodley, of course, against <laughs> Stephen Thompson. It's Saturday, March 4th in Vegas, Nevada, as opposed to me thinking it was in Mexico or Dubai, like an ass. And uh, it's an amazing card. Uh, Khabib is fighting Tony Ferguson. Rashad Evans, of course, against Dan Kelly. And Lando, who I really want to see, uh, Lando uh-huh. Venata against David Tamor and uh, Alistair Overeem against Mark Hunt is the Ooh. main card. That's a tremendous Ooh. card. That's a great card. Oh, my goodness. It's it. going to be your awesome. Your main event. And this is so exciting. Uh, when is Tony Ferguson calling in? Uh, we What's have a little while because oh, we, we started while, early. Yeah. I don't even know what time it is now. Who is your hero growing up? Because you know, Elvis, I guess, was the guy who motivated you yeah. the most, right? My hero, man. Oh, shoot. I don't think I had. I, I was into comics, just like you, man. I was nice. a huge comic fan. What'd huge like? Spider-Man fan. Ah. X-Men. Of course, I love The Punisher. Oh man, I had all kinds of comics. Did you ever see yeah. Spider-Man versus Wolverine? We're really oh yeah, out. great comic. You awesome. read that one? Awesome. It's great. You, remember, you it. remember how it ended? You never had to fight it. I don't remember how. I it do. Ended. So great. It was. What <laughs> happened? I'm, <laughs> Mr. D, I'm listening. I'm a man child. I really, I have some issues. We're looking into it. It ends now. Wolverine's a killer. I don't know if you know. Sure, this. I do. This oh is, oh yeah, he's yeah, a straight up killer. They're in a graveyard now. Look, he's now. I, I have to try to sum it up really quick. But the fight ends like this, right? Spider-Man's got his hands around Wolverine's neck, and Wolverine's got his his fist up to Spider-Man's right underneath his uh, jaw, about to pop his claws through his through his skull. So Spider-Man saying, look, I know I'm going to have to crush his neck. You hear them talking to themselves like the inner dialogue? Sure, yeah, yeah. I'm going to have to, th- he's going to kill me. I'm going to have to crush his neck or else he's going to kill me. So, and then he's like, you don't know what, and he's about to do it or something. You don't know. And then all of a sudden it gets broken up. But it was very, Who very Who broke exciting. up that fight? Well, I mean, I think a bunch of, I don't know how it happened. Who breaks up that well, fight? Well, I think like a lot of other people <laughs> Superman got maybe, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's actually in a different universe. Yeah, no, don't, sorry don't guys, with, don't mess yeah, it up. That's yeah, DC that's and Marvel. DC. Get your shit together. Before. Come on, guys. <laughs> don't just chime in. You think I'm chiming in <laughs> on Elvis, <laughs> Mr. T? <laughs> 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 Who broke it up? That's <laughs> great. Did, if, you, if you said the Hulk, it'd make more sense. Did there's the lot Batman of, break there's it a lot up? Of, the there's a lot, lot of nerds out right now being like, ah, hiss. Well, They're from DC. <laughs> We are in a no borders society, so that's correct. You know, they might be crossing borders there. I don't know. The whole Can't the whole it. DC yeah. Marvel DC thing can never has to go stop. over to to Marvel. Yeah, ever. yeah, I mean sometimes they do crossovers. Yeah, they yeah. did Superman like, versus. Oh no, that was that was both DC Superman yeah, versus Batman. Batman. Of course, right. yeah. I, I corrected myself. But like in the comic universe, they once in a while will be like a crossover of uh, Avengers versus. Uh, Justice League. <laughs> yeah, I should know this. Being I was in the original Spider-Man film, I should know this. I know. I, I know. What the heck? And you even said, you said he stinks. I he don't stinks like him. He I stinks. I don't like him. Yeah, really, really well <laughs> I remember well that. Oh, my God. Yeah, I didn't get to meet anybody. I remember, I remember watching that. I was like, I hate that guy. Yeah, I know. I don't blame like, what's you. his problem with Spider-Man? Well, they just man on the street. I improv something really dirty, and they're like, "This is a kid's movie." I'm like, "Oh, oh okay. did you really?" Yeah, of course I did. Why wouldn't I? <laughs> what did you think you said? You remember what you said? It was, it was something to do with the webbing in the hand. It was, oh it was, it was, it was just a childish joke. And they're like, "Do, do something else." <laughs> do something else. It was second unit. I didn't even get to meet Sam Raimi. I didn't get to meet Tobey Maguire or oh, Kirsten no. Dunst. Any of them? They just caught you on the street. No, I had audition for it. It was all improv. I just oh, kept cool. talking, and I was the only one that said anything bad about it. I'm like, all right, perfect. Then they brought me out to Queens. Speaking of nerdy stuff, I can't wait for that Logan movie coming out. It's oh, coming out this week. With the girl, right, you see oh, that? yeah, it's going to be comes awesome. out the, the Hurt, the, 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 the trailer is out to the song Hurt. I'm pretty Cash's sure this version. is his last movie. Yes. Uh, Hugh Jackman's He's last sick of doing movie. it, right? But it's a rated R, thanks to, thanks to how good Deadpool did, which is oh, a phenomenal. Yeah. you got to still see that, Jim. Yes, I, I do. Deadpool. Deadpool was a, a fun movie, man. You know, and again, it's rated R. So now Fox got their balls up and they're like, you know what? Look what we did with Deadpool. Wolverine's made to be an R movie. Yes. I mean, the guy's got claws. I mean, what's yeah. he doing? What is he, the worst fucking, he's not hitting anybody? He's not stabbing anybody? That's how I think Batman should have been. 
I mean, he yeah. was dirty. He was like, you know, he would kill dudes. Yeah. You know, in the early comics. So was uh, Ninja Turtles. You know that? Oh, Ninja I Turtles. I didn't know that. that. was pretty gruesome. It's so funny. People gave some 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 uh, a hard time for like the new uh, Michael Bay Ninja Turtles, but then you yeah. look at the old ones from the, oh, the 90s. God. Listen, hey, I'll take the Michael Bay ones. Yeah, they're they're fun. The, uh, Vanilla they're fun. Ice Ninja Ninja. Yeah. I don't remember oh, that. Yeah, the ninja, the ninja turtle rap or whatever. I don't remember that. What? No, I've ninja. Not, the, the old, they're like the very first real Ninja Turtle movies that came out. Go ninja, those. go ninja, go. go. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Yes, <laughs> I blocked yeah. it out. I should say you I should blocked block it, out. it out. We've you covered should. all music, haven't we? From Elvis to remember that song about the Ninja Turtles, <laughs> the, the, the Vanilla Rice's Ninja Turtle Great rap. Stuff. Yes, I was a huge comic book fan. You were. So, I was oh, too. Yeah. When I was a kid. I sold them to drink actually when I was a teenager. I used to drink and I sold my, all my comic books. I wish I didn't. What? There was a, I know. I was a dope. I didn't have a job. Yeah. There was a good one. X Men '94. Remember that? The first yep. new X Men. X Men. Yeah, man. That was oh, the, that's funny. Yeah, that was where the old weird X Men kind of went away, and the yeah. ones that everybody knows. Well, the new X Men. Classic. Had to, yeah, they had the Professor X had to get a new team. Dude, it's sad how much I know about the comics. Christopher producer. It's really sad. I'm impressed by it. All I know about is fighting in comics. The people are like, wow, he knows a lot about two things. But um, most I fighters to, like comics. Yeah. Did you have? Did you go to? It's in New York. The uh, Marvel Comic Studios. Con? Oh, Marvel Studios. Yeah, I've been there before. Super yeah, cool. I've been Where's there that? Right Each room. Me, me, and Chris actually got to go um, visit Marvel Studios, and they have different meeting rooms. So they have like the Incredible Hulk meeting room. So you go in, you have like a live version of the Incredible Hulk inside of this room. It's so cool. huge and yoked, and you have uh, the Thor meeting room. You have Thor, like the legit real Thor's hammer. In there, oh, wow. his yeah, his cape and all this stuff, and they had the real suit that um, uh, Ant Man, what's his name, wore. Paul Ant Man, yes, yeah. that was a good movie. It was Ant cool. Man. It was cool. So yeah. they had the library from like every comic book they've ever had. Yeah, they had like one comic. It was like a whole library. I was like, wow. I, was I just like, stepped foot. I didn't. Even... Wait, a library with all the actual comics in comics, there? Comics, yeah. What are they in? They must be in great plastic, and they're all in. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, a lot of them were, you could tell were super old. I was there like 10 years ago. I was there when I had the belt, actually. And I did, you ever see like Robot Chicken where they have the action figures and they do? You ever see yeah, that yeah, show? Yeah, like, Robot yeah, Robot They did something like that for Marvel and I did the voice for Wolverine in the little thing. You did? Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. It wasn't the legit Robot Chicken, but it was yeah. something for Marvel website or something. Oh, that's cool. So I had to be like, hey, bub. It was horrible. But I was like, <laughs> it was fun, though. I was, I was, you know. Hey, bub. You know. That's what he said. Great. He said, and hey, listen, hey, bub. In the comic, he's 5'3". What he is. Oh, man, you listen. would play an awesome. Oh, thank you very much, Wolverine. I don't know about that, but I have to do something with my hair. You know, you know what I mean? Oh, throw yeah. a wig on you. <laughs> throw a wig on you. But I need them to. When they do that reboot eventually, they gotta do something for the people on the five seven. What's the matter with you? They they need somebody to look up to too. There's only so, <laughs> I'm not fighting. Uriah Faber just retired. Do something for this short kids. I'm sorry. I, I'm back now. I get very. <laughs> I get very. Yeah. I mean, listen. I mean, there's not enough heroes over five nine. All right, guys. Okay. I'm, I'm back now. Did you guys see Doctor Strange? Yes. Oh, yeah. How was? I wanted to see that in 3D. It actually looked really good. I liked it. It was you pretty did. good. Yeah. It was enjoyable. Well, he's not my favorite character. No, no yeah, mine either. Not. No. But it was cool. The whole storyline of to go up, going up to it on yeah. how he got his powers and stuff. It's pretty cool. Marvel doesn't really make a bad. I mean, well, I wasn't crazy about Iron Man two and three, but which one was the Hulk? There's been a couple of different uh, beginnings for the Hulk, right? Yeah, yeah. There was Edward like the very version. first one that came in like 2000. Uh, some I think Chinese Ang Lee was Ang Lee. Ang Lee, yes. Was it so Ang Lee? oh, it was brutal. Yeah. Was it bad? Uh, oh, why was it bad? So it's just horrible. Just not a good movie. Okay. Yeah, um, it was weird. Marvel did not. I don't, Marvel, I don't think was in charge of that. Uh, maybe uh, not. Nope. I don't know. But they were in charge of the the second one that I came liked out it. with it um, 
the guy that played the Fight Club. Yeah, we're doing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was. I thought it was a great one. I he they changed like it, his look, but he yeah. he 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 looks now like he did in the comics. I mean, like in the yeah. earlier comics, they got better at it. Yeah. I mean, you got to think that was even ten years ago. Man, wow. when they did that. Yeah, wow. that was the movie that I, we talked about on here when I almost got to fight me and my wife and a bunch of little kids. Remember? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Oh no, it was a bad. I told the story before, but it was a bad thing. Well, you know, people are obnoxious. They don't. Do, you know, they're probably nicer where you guys are from down south. Man, everybody in the movie theater when they're obnoxious, like some oh teenagers. man, that's one thing I can't. Chris Wyman actually was the first time yeah. he's ever seen me upset. Yeah. Oh, Matt, see that? We, we went to go see a movie. It's not right. What did you go to people, see? Uh, I don't remember what it was. It. I don't remember. It was me, Chris, and his buddy. We were here for both of our. We had a, we had a fight yeah. coming up, and. Some guys behind us were talking. I just could not get it no. out of my head. No, it's not right. It's I couldn't just not do right. it. Yeah, I'm, I'm here to pay money to get into this universe, yeah, into exactly. my own head, yeah. and watch. So I turn around and I, I said, "You need to be." Chris is looking. You know, he looks over and sees me talking to these people. He just thought I was having a, a normal chat. But then he looks over. I'm sitting here still staring at these guys. Yeah. You know, I'm saying, "Y'all need to be quiet, man." You know, we're, I'm sitting here watching the movie, and he said something smart back or yeah. something. I don't remember. But it was during the previews. About like watching the previews. Yeah, me yeah. too. Me too. Th- those man. are my favorite. So you yeah, so like, and now you got quiet. everybody on their phones. And oh this, my gosh. And they even like, even if they're not on, they're just they're checking their stuff. Or the bright and it's the brightness. Bright. It's like, yeah. Yo, if you're gonna do that, at least keep it low and lower the the brightness. Yeah. What's the matter with you? Something. I get so annoyed at that. Well, it's Jimmy. because it's such narcissism. It's such rudeness from so, people. It's, it's like, like yeah. they don't it's give a shit other people. It's so are there. rude, man. I, I always think before I get too upset, I go, all right, now am I? Maybe I'm getting too upset. Maybe I'm upset. I go, no, wait. Would I do this? No, I wouldn't do this because I'm not an asshole. That's exactly what I went right? through my head. I was like. I should say something. No, maybe I'm just, I don't want to be a dick. Yeah, exactly. And then, and then finally, I was just like, I had enough, man. You guys got to be quiet. Yeah, man. And, they, and did they eventually, they said something smart, did they shut up? No, actually, as the movie, the movie went on, they would make these little weird whistling noises just to see if I would do anything. I, after I ignored them, I, they, they, they'd be quiet. They, you know, they stopped. Yeah. And they had no idea how close they came. I have no idea. It's with the and until no they, they, they saw Chris <laughs> after, they're like, uh. They're like, Chris Weidman? They're like, yeah, man. You know, yeah. heard you guys were getting a little scuffle with my with my with my buddy uh, uh, Steven over here. And it's like, oh God, Steven, that's Wonder Boy. Oh my God. Oh, they oh they found out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so great. Oh, Eventually, but it was cool. So you know, lucky. it was that. I just can't stand it. I think it's so disrespectful. It's wrong. It's downright wrong. Yeah, it's Jimmy, like somebody in the passing lane not getting over. Yeah, that is kind of in the left. Yeah, the left lane just chilling, and you're like, yo, oh, come on, man. I'm not everybody's to be passing a... you. That's got to be a hint. Yeah, hey, man. I'm not maybe trying I should to... get over. Exactly. I'm not trying to be a prick, but get out of the left lane. Well, you mean, you, know, you made an, 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 an indicating sound there. Is that something that drives you crazy? Yeah, it's, it's, it's rude and it's disrespectful. It's narcissism at, at its highest. You're going down the highway, it, the left lane is for passing, it's not for cruising. And I, I assume, I'm, I may be wrong, I assume people think because. If you get it behind them, and and you know blink your lights, that's typically the signal. Sure. Would you you know move over? They're they're probably thinking you're telling them to get the hell over or something. I don't know what they're thinking. Yeah, they get they get so, mad. Yeah. So they, they're they're not budging. You know, we're not ask we're not telling you we're asking you to move over. Yeah. By flashing our lights, we're not you know we're not forcing you over. You don't have to get over, but we would appreciate it if you would. Are you a road rage guy? Will you no, get you? Absolutely won't? not. I'm not a road rage guy. But I just don't like disrespect, and that, and and in a large scheme, the whole scheme of things, that's being disrespectful. So you have, you have a pretty even temper. I, I like I get very angry on the road, and I can't defend myself. So I, I don't really see shouldn't. how y'all drive here. The, it's <laughs> oh weird. There's a rhythm in New York when you drive. It's not as yeah. bad as you think. Really? It, yeah, people are better than you think because there's really the left lane rule doesn't really matter because you're see, all. That's going. the thing. Like back, you know, where we're from, you have a left lane, you have the right lane, and you just pretty much stick to those two. There's no. 
of this going on, you know, back and forth, back yeah. and forth, which you see a lot in the city. You know, people will find that will get really upset if you did that better probably back home. Yeah, the city could be a pain. First, I mean, Long Island's different than the city. Oh, yeah, the yeah, city. yeah. I mean, you got assholes in Long Island for sure, but uh, a lot of, you know, tough guys behind the wheel. I mean, that might be everywhere, though. But no? here, but here, you beep the horn, it's okay. You know, every, oh, I the city. The oh, yeah, the city. Everybody beeps horn. It's like, oh, that's cool. You beep your horn at somebody back home, it's like they're, you're getting a finger. Yeah, back home and back down and south. south. Yeah, same in Long Island. You get a oh, bunch yeah? of tough guys, but they understand. Tough, they understand it in L.A. They can't believe you've just honked at them. Like they're oh, shocked yeah. that you've just done such a. Rude now, did you thing. live there? No, no, I just go out there for work. But oh, they, gotcha. they never think it's them. It's always you're rude for trying to call them on their yeah. terrible driving. Yeah, they really screwed up that falling down movie with Michael Douglas. They should have done that better. I agree. Falling I mean, down. He, he should have been a hero. Yeah, <laughs> they made him. Uh, they made him out to be uh, an asshole. A guy who's a uh, loose cannon. All right. I just had to get that. Only because, you know what it reminds me of when in that beginning scene when he's in the traffic? And then he made him out to be a real quack. But, but you know, I mean, you know, I, I thought and the movie, I thought, oh, man, this is good. This guy's going to be like a vigilante. He's going to stand up for what's right. And then, you know, I don't know. You ever see that movie? I did. I liked it you very much. You saw that movie, Mr. T? I did. What is movie, it? No? It, was, it was an awesome movie. What was it? Uh, it, was, it was a pretty Falling scary down. movie when he, went, when he went in that gun shop, too. Yeah, and that guy, by the way, Forrest some something. He's from Apocalypse Now, I think. That guy, uh, I can't remember his name. He was the guy who played Chef in Apocalypse Now. The that guy, was him. I'm almost positive that, it was. I, oh my! But then again, I've been wrong a lot today. Wait, I, I that's the, true. That's really wild. I had the wrong man. country for Did the you fight. That? So I want to say <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. <laughs> Was the bald, the bald guy who was the Nazi. I think in, it's uh, Frederick Forrest. Frederick Forrest. Yeah, he was. Is he the same guy? I think he was in Apocalypse Now. Yeah, uh, he played Chef. That's wild. Uh, I, yeah. I would God never have guessed that. You are good. Yeah, I know worthless knowledge. Like, that that will never help way. you get laid, though. Was, By the was, way, you're a 22 year old woman. <laughs> guess who played Chef in Apocalypse Now? <laughs> Boo! <laughs> Boo! Boo! <laughs> it's but, really. I was worthless. bummed out when they took his head. That's I, spoilers, but the movie's 50 years old. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Apocalypse Now, but yeah, right? Never they took his it. head. I was upset. Really? I gotta no. see it. Mr. T. Is it on Mr. Netflix? T, you saw Apocalypse Now. It's it's rough. Yeah, you need. To, yeah. I've got to uh, see it. Uh, uh, with, uh, with, uh, Martin Sheen, uh, Robert Duvall. Robert Duvall. Oh, my goodness. You it's, liked him in that, didn't you? Oh, it's so, so oh, yeah, yeah. It's so great. Uh, that It's just a funny thing that both father and son have made two of the, of arguably one of the best uh, Vietnam movies ever, which is uh, Apocalypse Now with Martin wow, Sheen sure. and Charlie Sheen in Platoon, which was another one that was amazing. And when you watch, I loved Platoon. Oh I goodness. did, too. And you watch Martin narrate Apocalypse Now. He, I thought he was better than Charlie. He was just a, you know, he was a broken, crazy guy at that point. And then he had a nervous breakdown on film that they left in the movie. What? Really? Remember when he punches through the mirror? You remember that scene where he's falling apart and he hits the mirror and he's bleeding? That was real. Uh, he was yeah. having a nervous breakdown, and Coppola just like let the cameras go. He, that's true. Really? Why? That's yeah. a that's a fact. That's an absolute fact. I'm gonna I'm gonna definitely YouTube that. What was he flipping out, out about? Oh, he was smoking six packs a day and drinking like a lunatic. Really? Was, oh yeah. Oh, it's the sheets oh. of the Sheen jeans. Over yeah, there. Martin Martin oh, was man. a naughty boy wow. back then. What happened to Emilio? He escaped that shit. Emilio. <laughs> yeah, I know. He really. <laughs> Where's that guy been? Is there another Mighty Ducks coming out? Where's he been? <laughs> the poor guy. <laughs> the poor guy's he's doing everything right. I mean, you know, did he just do a direct RFK, or was that years ago? How long ago was that? Uh, it's a little while ago, but he has been directing movies. He did. Oh, he been, okay. So he's he's he switched to director. Well, now, good man. I mean, you know, was, I was hoping for another uh, Young Guns. Oh yeah, <laughs> right. Young Guns was fun. I don't know if he's acting as much or just kind of. No? I think he's focused on directing. You know, let me tell you, Young Guns. What a good movie. Young Guns two. I want to kill myself. Wait, no, it was so depressing. Oh. Depressing as shit. I didn't see the second one. Oh, good. Oh, yeah. Don't. Don't. Don't see it? Uh, maybe see it for that Bon Jovi song. I like <laughs> a depressing song. <laughs> the Bon Jovi song. 
Don't you like a good depressing movie? I like a movie that makes me feel something. No. I, I love to get all teared up. I'm a no, I like worse. Fucking Sanka commercials get me. Yeah, <laughs> man, I, I'm an action and sci-fi guy. It's like the only. I don't like seeing horror films. I like seeing action sci-fi. But I've been drugged to like tear, you know, jerkers, and I, I would never go see it by myself. But as I'm watching, I find myself enjoying it. And Wait, then what are we talking about? Yeah, crying. what movie made you cry that you didn't? God, what was that? Me? Stars in this, uh, in our eyes, or something like that. A girl who had cancer. Yeah. What is it? What's it called? Fault in Our Stars. Star. I never heard of it. Yeah, it was definitely tearjerker, man. I I cried like a baby. Yeah, yeah. I do a lot. Don't you feel good after those? Oh, like, that's oh. such a good movie. Yeah. 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 No, that doesn't. That, that won't I like that. Much. I feel normal after that. The end of the road got me. You ever see the, oh, the road? I've heard I about that. that yes. You ever see the road? No. No. I keep bringing up that sick movie. You've seen it, Chris, the producer. I've seen it. Yeah. It's depressing, no. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's the end of the world. So. Uh, yeah, I guess Did so. Did you ever see the movie? It's about a guy who gets kidnapped and put in a room. Is that oh. you here right now? Are you supposed to... <laughs> you want to get the fuck out? Saying, no, go ahead. He gets kidnapped and put in a room for like 20 years, right? And then they finally let him out or something like that. He goes around and kills. And he got the same food every day. But he, he, he remembered... It was like dumplings from a Chinese restaurant. And he finally escapes somehow. He gets out and he goes to like all these local dump, dumpling stores to they find just, out which uh, dumplings he ate to find out who you know put him in there. And he ends up finding it, but it was like a martial arts flick what? too, and just crushes everybody. Have you seen this, Mister T? No. I, I what? Why yeah. did they put? What was the reason? They I put don't it in remember. There? It was it was such a sick movie. It was pretty, like a, it was pretty bad. It was pretty okay. So bad um, a lousy movie or or a. Bad no, it's, it's it's in it's pretty pretty brutal. Oh, okay. uh, not bad. I mean, the killing and stuff. Terrible. So the guy that that had that had uh, uh, kidnapped him somehow, uh, he gets out, ends up finding this woman who's a police officer, and he's an older guy and she's fairly young. They end up like doing it and stuff, you know, and, falling in love. Any actors that we know? Oh no. Ah, so okay. Christopher Dusen yeah, the movie. It's up. it's Old Boys, the movie. Uh, old Boys. It, it was yeah. a remake what? of a Japanese remake. movie, and yeah. it's Josh Brolin's in like the old remake. Boys. Oh, yeah. Oh, old Boy. Old I Boy. Heard you remember of that? Old Boy. No, and but is it new? No, it came out. What, what did Old Boy? Twenty thirteen. Twenty thirteen. Okay. Pretty new. I mean, it was a remake, so. <gasps> it was pretty brutal. Are you talking about the original or the remake? The I saw the remake. I didn't okay. see the original. The original is in Japanese. Yeah. The pressing. Does it end happy? No. Doesn't end happy. I like. A I good mean, he set. kills everybody, but uh, you know he does. Uh, he had a daughter. He had. He had a. He, Josh Brolin. What was it? One of the Brolin brothers? Yeah, it was. One yeah, it was Josh Brolin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't want to give the ending away for the, for the listeners. Yeah, I'll see it. Go, we'll go see check it, it out. Yeah, I think it's it might be on Netflix or something. I don't know Hulu or something. Do you watch any of the old John Woo movies? If you like action movies and, and things like that, like uh, they're Chinese, but like uh, oh, Chow Yun Fat. That's where all yeah. Tarantino. Oh, hard, yeah, yeah, yeah. hard boiled. Did you ever see Hard Boiled? Hard no, Boiled. Never saw hard boiled. A Better Tomorrow. Uh, have you killer. seen uh, uh, what's the seven? Uh, uh, Annie. Uh, no seven. Oh. So it's a it's a shoot 'em up <laughs> cowboy movie. Magnificent they get, seven. They get Magnificent seven. Yeah, the new one. No, you had Magnificent Seven, and then you had one where they're where they're in like a a cabin. It's snowing outside, and no, no, some, mag- uh, no, hateful, no, eight. hateful Eight, Hateful Eight, Tarantino, yeah, Quentin cool Tarantino. Too. Yeah, that was that fun. Was cool. I always like Tarantino. Yeah. I like a lot of I like a lot of his stuff. Yeah, some really cool twists at the end. Right it was right. Yeah. And that's and that's a John Woo thing. Everybody puts the gun on each other. Everyone yeah. gets shot and falls at the same it reminds time. Reminds of the end of a True Romance that we and it kind of has like which he wrote. Old Japanimation type, that. yes, that's yeah. right. Bloodiness to it, you know, like this squirt, like over exaggeration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Well, you remember in Kill Bill, it was so much blood, and they showed it in black and white. That was the only way the studio would let him do that. It was no way. so violent, they had to do that scene in black and white because of the amount of blood that was coming. Wow. So, yeah, that's something, even the studio, even he can't get away with all it's of it. It's definitely like a old Japanimation tribute. It is. Yeah, he likes that. You like that anime Oh, stuff? yeah. Love yeah? it. Yeah? I'm not too huge into that. I'm a huge anime fan. Yeah. I mean, anime, I mean, now look, the Japanese anime. Like That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Because I like some comic book, uh, like, like, at, like, I say cartoon movies, but I guess it is anime too. It is still. Like Flashpoint like Paradox for adults. I yeah. about. I love that stuff. Actually, anime is just cartoons. That's all. See, he gets mad at, yeah. He's <laughs> right, like, see, you're 34 years old, blood. you're still watching cartoons. Oh, that's funny. And I will binge, man. Yeah, it's I funny. It is Mr. I can see Mr. T's not into that, no. No. He'll put on an old Elvis rerun and say, you know, the way, grow up. <laughs> you know what? I'll have to admit, if, if it's a pretty action-packed anime where there's not just a bunch of screaming from powering up, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll watch it. That's Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, I never got into that. I was, I, I miss, I was too old for that Dragon Ball yeah. Z when that came out. Yeah, there's a weird sexuality to some of it too. Like some of the anime, the yeah. Japanese anime, they have the girls like, oh no, oh no, and all these weird tentacle penises, and it's a bizarre. It's weird. Yeah, yeah, really? they have some different stuff in there. Yeah. Where could yeah. I find that? <laughs> it's huge, dude. No, 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 just, over. just out of curiosity. Yeah, 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 just for research yeah, for the give show. Me, give me some research stuff later. I'll, I'll look that this up. Is don't have his wife strictly for research. Yeah, it's kind of creepy. The, 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 the cartoons you're talking about, it's a little different. Yeah. So you like cartoons? Yeah, I That's like cool. it, man. I think it's pretty cool. I'm uh, still a kid in here. Yeah, I enjoyed them when I was, but I don't watch them anymore. But when I was a kid, I, I enjoyed it. I hated, uh, who did I hate? The Flintstones. Ugh. I oh, did not yeah. like the Flintstones. Hated them. I didn't like the Flintstones or the Jetsons. No, they stunk. I not hated a, them too. I'm not a big fan of either one of them. No. no. I didn't like the Flintstones. They're trying to have that canned laughter in a cartoon. There's no uh, audience there. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fun I mean dude, even like the sit- sitcoms now are they even like around like no. back when we were growing up we had you know everything from the, the Cosby show to this or that well the I Cosby mean, show was still around when I was when yeah. I was growing up you had the, the Family Matters you had uh, uh, yeah. uh, Full House that's right uh, and then they had Fuller House that came out so I don't think it yeah. lasted very long Fuller House is Fuller like House. Uh, on the Netflix there's one on Netflix yeah. now oh it is okay that's yeah. and it's, it's hugely successful like, really? it's, well, it's that's about it, the man. girls as adults yes yeah. Fuller House I yeah think. but uh, the twins are not because now they're all grown no. up and like MILFs yeah I think Sagan <laughs> and John Stamos are making like cameos in it yeah. and, and Coulier they're doing little things I never saw the original series so what happened to them the twins anyway you don't even hear anything from they're them in now. fashion they make, they're billionaires from yeah, fashion yeah they gotta be billionaires I'll tell you right now yeah. though their sister the younger sister is uh is the Scarlet Witch in the yes. Avengers? Yes, she was that? cool. She was badass. I know all. Like I said, anything you with know, everything you know. It, she, man. Th- that's the youngest sister of the uh, of the twins. What, what my my Ashley? thing was who who played which Quicksilver? Did you like best the one in the Avengers or the one in the in the X Men? The one in the Avengers was cool, but no, the one in the, he was a good. The one in the X Men was really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah the yeah. slow mo stuff, and they the way they did that was very like comical cool. and cool, and yeah. uh, and it was like the. It was in both um, Age of Apocalypse, especially in Days of Future Past. Yeah. They did that awesome. Really, really cool awesome. scene. Have you seen any of those movies, uh, Mr. T? Uh, uh, he's he's yeah, seen them. I don't I've think he's seen he... them, but it just doesn't register as. No. See, for me, like if, Elvis, if school was like that, I would I would have aced everything. Right? Oh, yeah. Me too. I can remember movies back, you know, years and years and years ago. I'm a movie buff. Me Isn't too. it weird, the, the movie line knowledge that will come or the weird things that will come? Things you have to remember, you can't, but some weird, obscure line from a movie from 1981. Weird. It's like, it's right, it's present. Yep. Well, 
the most the, our most important you know things in life we remember so you know movies yeah. yeah, I guess they yeah because we want to. important, but they should be pretty high up there, I guess, huh? So you you, <laughs> you said military. Do you like military? You were, what branch of the service you in? Well, I I never was in the military. I went to military school. Oh, yeah, I was. Uh, uh, whenever I was graduating high school, it was at the end of the Vietnam era, so they were kicking people out of the military. Oh. it was time for me to go in. So it was just you know it was not the place to be. Military school, so that's like your high school was yeah. was, was was law and order basically. Yeah, boy. Oh, yeah. And I, I spent I spent four years in military school, and I loved every every minute of it. You it did. Was, yeah, it was an awesome experience. What was the sure. movie about that? About the the very famous uh, military? There's a couple of movies that Taps. Not ta- I did love Taps though. Yeah. Timothy Hutton and George C. Scott and Tom Cruise was yeah, a fucking man. psychopath he ran in, that. Nuts in that thing. That yeah, was he, a fun he movie. Was, uh, he, you were captain of your uh, drill team, right? Yeah, I was uh, my senior year in high school. I was the. Uh, were they spin the guns around and stuff? Team. Yeah, we were national champions. We were from a little town in Bamberg, South Carolina, armpit of the South. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we had a we had a pretty a very successful uh, a drill team. That's the guys that do the spinning of the rifles and throwing yeah. the rifles and all that good stuff and. You know, if there was a way to make a living doing that, other than doing karate, that's what I would have been doing. You, you loved it, right? Oh, it was amazing. It was an amazing experience. Yeah. And when you can't do it, if you remember in the Marine Corps, uh, Gunnery Sergeant Harper would make you pull your pants down and suck your thumb. You ever see Full Metal Jacket when he <laughs> drops the rifle and he's got to walk with his pants around his ankles? What a well, you never you had your pants pulled down, but you had to keep them tight, right? I did. Oh yeah. There was a few moments uh, as a cadet that uh, I had to face the commandant uh, one year. It was my senior year, actually. I was, uh, I played football as well for our high school, for our school. And I went to spring practice, and there was this young man who came out, big kid, big kid. He was probably 6'4", 270, huge kid. Would have been a great asset on our pathetic football team. <laughs> so this kid came out. You know, I'm six foot, six one, something like that, and weighing you know, 210 pounds, you know, this guy was huge. This guy's going to be great. He's going to be good for our team. So we would go to spring practice. This guy would come out. He was going to do this and he's going to do that. So whenever we hit the, the spring practice football field, we really didn't have a football field. We just practiced in a field. And, you know, you, you've heard of sand spurs? I have not. No. Stickers. Sand you stick stickers. Your, it's like sand little stickers. Oh, okay. Yeah, the little stickers. And they stick in your feet. They hurt, boy. Oh. It was... They're little spurs, they're little stickers, and, and they were a, a very painful experience. We would practice in the stickers until we wore them down to where they were there no more. Yeah. Yeah, and we, that's how we started off our spring practice. Well, this big old lug decided he's going to turn into a wuss and <laughs> decide he's going to quit. Yeah. I'm saying, what? So, Pretty much you didn't let so him quit. For about, for about a week or so, I would kick his butt all the way out to the football field. I would drag him. He's crying. This big guy, I would... Kick him, punch him, punch him, kick him, drag him out there. Till I get, well, you know, about a week or so later, I decide, you know, screw it. I'm going to let this guy wuss out. So, anyway, he ended up quitting. Uh, football team, we continued to lose, as we always did. Uh, it was pathetic. I mean, when you're getting beaten 72 to nothing and yeah. 60 to nothing. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Yeah, yeah that's, a, that's a, the offensive yeah. problem. So, this kid, he decides uh, he's going to quit. So, I end up losing track of him throughout the year because our the rest of the battalion came back in, and this guy goes off to his uh, particular platoon. So I'm on officer of the day duty, which means, you know, I'm, I'm one of the leading cadets. So I'm walking through and making sure everything's good. And whenever the, the, the faculty leave, they leave the campus in charge with us. 
the upper echelon uh, cadets. So I'm patrolling the halls and making sure nothing stupid happened and nobody's burning anything down. So I walk past this guy's room and he's sitting at his desk and he looks at me. I just walk past and I look in his room and he looks at me and he, and I stop for a second and this big guy starts crying. He starts screaming and crying and crying like, like I'm attacking him or something. Well, that just infuriated me. So I'm going to beat him up. <laughs> so, yeah, I went and beat him up. I went and beat him up in his room. So it was that guy that he played football yeah, with. Yeah, the, the big guy that I played football with that, that turned into a wuss that uh, didn't want to play anymore. So I didn't beat him up in his room. Wait, I mean, hold on. <laughs> One second. So wait, so you're walking past his room and he's seen you and he started crying because he's seen you? Yeah. Why? Because he thought that you were going to beat him up again? How long has it been since you've seen him? I mean, it was months. It was oh. after the football season was over and, you know, yeah, it was pretty crazy. So I had not even talked to the guy. So he just infuriated me so bad. So I beat him up, and next thing you know, I'm, I'm having faculty officers come to my office, come to my room, and threatening me. So I had to go appear before the commandant, and getting back to the tight pants uniforms, I had to appear for the commandant. I mean, I got my own company. I'm a company commander, so yeah. I get busted a private. They took my commission away from me. Not only did they do that. They, I was spitting polish. My yeah. uniform was spitting polish, tight yeah. creases. I mean, boom! It was tailored. Wait, wait, I don't want to throw it one more time, but why did you beat him up? Because he was he was crying he was when he crying. looked at so him. He's crying. He looked at you, and you're like, "I'll give you something to cry about." That's exactly why I beat him up. The guy was huge, and you didn't like that his, his automatic like the weakness. The fact that he was a yeah, he needed to be cold from the gene pool. Absolutely, you were like the great Santini throwing that ball in the back of his head. You want to squirt? You want to squirt? Yeah. So so anyway. So I had to appear before the, the, the headmaster, the headmaster, the top dog. Yeah. And uh, I had to appear in his office. I, when I moved into off, when I went into the office, this guy was sitting over on a couch behind me. I'm at attention, standing in front of the, the headmaster, and I'm, boom, spitting polish, and he's barking off this and this and this. Thompson, I'm about to bust you to private. Well, you got two choices. Uh, either get busted to private and take eight licks. Eight licks? Eight licks. Oh, I'll tell you about that in a second. Oh, eight licks. Or... Or I'll ship you, which means you get kicked out of school. Oh, I'm thinking, oh, okay, I'll take the licks. I'll take the, you know. So my eight licks consisted of me bending over. My pants were already tight as a tight. Bending over, grabbing my ankles. My football coach oh, wow. walks over. He has this paddle. Now, this the paddle was a baseball bat split down the middle. That was the paddle I took eight licks with. This is for real. This is in 74. A baseball bat split down the middle, full-length baseball bat, and that was the paddle. So he grabbed me by my belt. I'm bent over grabbing my ankles. He grabbed me by my belt, and he rolls my belt right at the crack of my butt, rolls my belt up really so tight, tight, tightens those pants up, and he smokes me the first one. And when he did, I almost passed out. Everything went black. I stood straight up. I'm a kid, now. I thought I was out. So next thing you know, they said, you got seven more. I took seven more licks. Yeah. It was brutal. I took seven licks. And the worst part about the whole shenanigan was the headmaster said, he said, you know, you are officially busted a private. He said, but here's your task for the rest of the year. No one is allowed to touch that young man for the rest of the year. It was was my responsibility to make sure no one harmed that guy because the fact was is he was going to get it because of he ratted me out. Sure. 
And then yeah. you had to protect him. I had to protect him. So well, I, I put the word out, you know. That to me, is, <laughs> that, is the, that is the best way we could have wrapped up this interview with that story. That is brutal. <laughs> that is brutal. But that but explains you, why you're as tough yeah, as you are, too. Exactly. <laughs> it's where you come from. You, you would come from a very oh, tough background. That, yeah. Well, thank yeah, you. you do. A little nicer, but... And you did this, you did this to, to, to help the guy, though. You didn't do it to be a bully. You did it to, to make a man up. You did it to help him. Uh, well, maybe not necessarily. <laughs> in, in hindsight, it worked out yeah, that way. Yeah, I guess kind of sort of maybe. Well, that guy ended up getting kicked out of school for stealing. Ah, yeah. oh, you see that? Yeah. You, you had like a spider sense. You know. Your voice spider sense. So you had, <laughs> you sensed that that guy was just no good for you. you we have to wrap up because we have Tony Ferguson. Oh, we have right. to get it. This has been awesome. I mean. Oh, yeah. Um, thank you, Stephen, of course. Anytime, and Ray, guys. it was so much fun talking to Mr. Too, T. Man. This is great. People say Mr. T. They think a club of lying. I don't. No. I think of this guy to my right. <laughs> Mr. Thompson. The welterweight championship is, uh, of course, one more time. Everyone knows, but I got to say it because they'll yell if I don't. Saturday, March the 4th from Vegas uh, against Tyron Woodley, the rematch that everybody is looking forward yes. to. And good luck, man. I Thanks, really, guys. really hope you do. Thanks, homie. That was a really fun, long interview with uh, Steven and his dad, Ray. That was really enjoyable. So thank you to those guys. And now we got Tony Ferguson. We're calling Tony, and Chris said he'll be on the phone in just a second. Nice. Him and Khabib have apparently been snipping at each other. Ooh. They are the co-main event, and I'm almost as excited for this fight as I am the main event. This is a tremendous fight that I think they had scheduled at one point, and um, I think Ferguson got uh, hurt. He had something going on. Was it Ferguson that got I hurt? I believe so. All right. I'm not I've been sure. Wrong. I know Khabib's Matt, been I've hurt been wrong a lot. Also. I've been wrong a lot. Yeah, me too. Me too. But uh, I'm equally, I mean, listen, this style, this fight is something I've been looking forward to. Yep. I mean, I remember when they got announced and... You know, people have been wanting this fight for a while. So, and I'm one of them. I can't wait to see this fight. Styles make fights, and this is a this is a very, very, very good matchup. Cool. What's up, Tony? Oh no, no, no. What happened? Well, he'll be he'll come. Okay. Good. All right. Um, I think they Where did El What is El Kukui? I'm going to ask him that. What's Are you going to ask him that? No, Matt no, loves you. the El Kukui dance. What exactly man. does El Kukui mean? Yeah, it means it's driving me crazy. Does it mean the boogeyman? I don't know. Am I making shit up? I don't know who Al Kukui is. <laughs> I forget. I might be just making that up. I think it means the boogeyman. This oh, is a good Elka, fight. Go to sleep. Or the El Kukui will come. <laughs> I don't fucking know. Mommy, mommy, look under the bed. Is it El Kukui? <laughs> I don't know. Shut the door. The El Kukui. I just like saying it. <laughs> so, I know you do. What's the matter with me? Nothing. It's Seriously, a fun thing to say. It's fun, isn't it? Yeah. I'm all excited talking you, Spider-Man with Wonder Boy. You believe, though, I, what? I'm, I'm always interested in what motivates. Like, the fact that the father, who, let's be honest, <laughs> Stephen's dad is kind of what, like, he's, he molded the family. Oh, look at that Fucking guy. Elvis. He likes Elvis, he and like all Elvis. of a sudden, the, the whole he, he lineage that, of the family changes. He could have took it in a different direction, and Wonder Boy would have been a, a rock star. A dancer. A singer. A guitar player. <laughs> Thank God uh, Mr. Thompson didn't have any rhythm or something. No. He went right there. You know, I'm not shaking my hips like that. Let me karate kick. His dad's a no-nonsense guy. I mean, just tell that to the guy he made who beat up and he was crying. Yeah. He's a (laughs) no-nonsense guy. The best is I'm like, well, you did it. Just you wanted to just mold the guy. He goes, oh, yeah, yeah all right. I guess so. He beat that guy up to be a man. Yeah, he he was annoyed. (laughs) You better toughen up if you're in my platoon, pal. Hey, in military school, look, if you're weak, <laughs> if you're weak in military, it's dangerous for the whole platoon because you could fuck up and what? get the whole platoon killed. Did you ever see a few good men? You, I certainly did. Right? I even do that speech, and I do a great Nicholson. Do you? Uh, I guard that wall, Johnny. Oh, good, thought, huh? I What's up, was... Tony? Elk Give me a He's not picking up. Uh, He's not picking up. Well, I mean, oh, hey, we don't get him. We don't, don't get him. You don't get that El Kukui dance by not practicing it. Yeah. He's probably practicing the dance. <laughs> He's practicing it right now. You like my uh, 
Well, Matt, you know the funny thing yeah, is Nicholson? this too. I might as well. I mean, my Nicholson is spotless. We yeah. all know that. But there was something else you were going to say, Tony. Sorry to make you wait, buddy. What's going on? <laughs> all right. Give him a minute. If All not, right, look, then maybe we can get him. But if, if we don't, we don't. It's okay. Let look. me tell you something. We have a hell of a show regardless. But I'm gonna, I, I, I know what I'm going to ask him the first question. What's that? El Kuku, about the El Kukui? Yeah, I'm going to say, um, yes. let's see here. What are some of the issues with you and Khabib? You said you've had no animosity towards him. <laughs> how great is this picture? Look at how great this picture is. Matt's dick. Sending, it's really good. Right? Yeah. They say it adds weight, the, the, the pitches. It adds 10 pounds. The camera, yeah. I have a huge cop. But for me, only my, um, only my helmet looks big. The rest looks thin <laughs> in the picture. <laughs> no, again, man, this guy did a picture of the whole team, man. It's on my Instagram, Matt Sarah BJJ. I still got to go in to, to Henzo's again and take classes. I'm you just so to. tired because I have sleep apnea, dude. I'm so tired all the time. Do you, are you on a machine with the sleep apnea? I can't use it because I'm claustrophobic and I have shitty sinuses. I'm the worst. What? I really, you I, you I, have I, to I, use it. If, are you sure you have the sleep apnea? Oh, 100. I've been tested three times. Did you, oh. I have two kinds of sleep apnea. Why? What do you mean? Central and um, sweet. Central. It's usually fat guys. guys no, that, that's that's uh, obstruct obstructive, which is when your tongue blocks. And central is your brain signal. Hey, what's up, Tony? We're talking about sleep. Hey, don't pal. <laughs> All right, right, we're not gonna get it's okay, Chris. We tried, and uh, we hey, went man. a little long with with uh, Wonder Boy. Maybe he's training. I mean, it let's is let the guy train. He's got a hell of a fight ahead of him. Do we need to look? I like Tony Ferguson very much. I also like uh, Khabib, or, or is it Habib? I, I never know. I've heard different ones. I don't know, but if he doesn't call in within a minute, we know who we're rooting for. Nah, <laughs> but then again, who knows? Khabib might not call in on Wednesday. We got Ooh. him coming up on Wednesday. I, I say Khabib's calling. I think he will, too. Yeah. Hey, man, listen. We, we got Dice on Wednesday. Well, get out of you here. You know Diane? I am psyched. I love Dice. Dice changed my life. Dice has been a friend of mine for... I, I want to say since 1997, I met Andrew, and he took me on tour with him, so I'm so happy. What, what, what do I call him when he comes in here? Andrew or Dice, doesn't Andrew. matter. Yeah. Hey, come here. He's going to hug I, you. I he's wanna, big. He's loud. I can't wait to meet him. You know, I, listen, I think I have my, I found my fondness of the word jerk off from him. Yeah. I hey. swear. I use that a lot. Hey, jerk off I face. I swear. Hey, listen, I loved Ford Phelan. I don't give a shit what anybody says. I did too. It was a funny movie. It was fun. It was fun. He got Dice. My hair, my hair, as he's falling out the fucking thing. And the funny thing is, Dice is such a silly guy. <laughs> I like, like silly. He's a silly. I like silly. You know what I used to do? We'd walk into a place, and I used to walk in, me, him, yeah. Kenny, who was a bodyguard, and Happy Face, who was his other bodyguard, who's oh, like a, a fucking karate expert and psycho. Okay. And uh, now he's like a really peaceful hippie, but he doesn't tolerate any shit. Nice. And I would walk in, we'd walk in with Dice, and I would walk in ahead of them in a store, and I would just announce, ladies and gentlemen, prepare to be starstruck. And then Dice would walk through, and it was so uncomfortable, and he loved it. I'm like, how are you Did not he uncomfortable? Love it? He didn't give a fuck. He does not care at all. I can't wait to meet him. Oh, you know how embarrassed I'd be if someone said that? He'd just walk in casual. Like, now, yeah. being that I'm a friend of yours, you think I'm going to get along with him like this? Yeah. He's Good. a great guy. Good. He wouldn't dare fuck with you. No, I'm, um, I'm excited to meet him. Yeah. I, I, listen, I, as I, I mean, I grew up. He's a, he's a lovely guy. I grew up. I mean, listen, as a, like, a, like, a, like, a, like a teenager and whatnot, like a late 80s, 90s, I mean, I'm... That's his. That's when he was in his prime. And he'll probably come in with uh, and, and Happy Face will know who you are. Mike. Who's Happy Face? Mike. He's a karate. That's the guy you just said. He has a karate school. He's a great I guy. I can't wait to meet Happy Face. Yeah, I love Happy Face. I'm a happy guy. Yes, you are. Sometimes. Yeah. Don't fuck with me though. Not no. you, Jimmy. Jimmy, I got your back. I know you. Jimmy, do. somebody fucks with you, they fuck with me. You realize I know. that? Do you know that? Do you know how awful? Do you it know me? that? I appreciate that. Do you know, I'm not just saying it. I know. Okay. I would, but I would never put you in that position. No, but hey, listen. Unless we were out and about and having a soda and somebody yeah. poked me, I'd be like, hey. Somebody but I would never with you. put you in that position. You got to watch that scene from uh, your buddy Louis' TV show when he got fucked with when he was on that date with that girl at the donut shop. I will. Watch that scene. Most uncomfortable scene ever. Really? And uh, 
it was such a great well acted scene the kid who played the little punk was great uh, he was showing Louis Louis told the kids he was out on a date with uh, some girl and he was telling the can you guys keep it down because they were you know acting like uh, like you know horsing around yeah. there some kids so the kid went up to him and showed him his knuckles was all bleeding he's like look this didn't heal from last week he's like what's your name Louis he started just fucking with him made, made him apologize or else he's going to beat him up in front of his girl what's uh, up no good? No, nah, I don't think we're All right, well, I'll finish That's the story. Okay, he's busy. People go watch that Louis, uh, what, what is it? I have a Louis C.K. Yeah, watch Louis. it. Watch it on, uh, on Netflix, and you'll know what I'm talking about. What a great episode that was. He got fucked with, with the kid, and then afterwards, you know, he had to apologize to the kid because the kid threatened he's going to beat him up in front of the girl, so he apologized, right? And then also he walks away, and the girl, they were getting along so good, and she's like, I, I, I got to be honest, I was a, a real turn off. <laughs> He's like, what do you mean? What do you want me to fight a kid? Or, and this and that. And the girl ended up just walking out on the date. It was so great. Uh, right? Yeah. I guess you I, just get stripped of your that. manhood. It's just like a rough thing. I can't believe I've never seen a full episode of Louie. I've watched no. moments that I was I'm on. not being a cock. What kind of friend are you? I'm, well, I'm only kidding. I'm you, not you a good one. one. No, you watched When that I was thing. in the show, I would watch occasionally a scene. If somebody would show me a, a tweet to, or a link to a scene. This is fun. But there's a lot of stuff it, I've done on his show that I've never seen. You know what, Longo? It's almost like with Longo when I'm like, uh, Longo, did you hear that interview? He goes, I do what you do if I, in my interview. I go, I look for my my name somewhere, and that's all I read. I'm like, thanks, Longo. How's Chris doing? Chris How's is Weidman? great. Oh, Chris is great, man. He's he's uh, he's looking phenomenal in sparring. Oh, good, and, good, uh, good. Ray can't say enough. When's their fight? April 8th. April 8th in uh, Buffalo, correct? Yeah. Correct. Is that the main event? Uh, who's a, who's a bigger main event? I'm a no, that's Get- Cormier uh, Rumble. Oh God, yes. Okay, yeah. that's in Buffalo. Buffalo. Yeah. Wow. Hi. We should go there. Let's take a day trip. We'll drive Do up. It. We'll laugh. We'll stop yeah. in the rest stops and eat a bunch of potato chips. <laughs> Cow tip. It's tempting. Okay. What, what's the fight on that, Chris? What's the date? I'll probably. Uh, that's April eighth. It's uh, UFC two ten. I'm gonna start going on uh, the road eventually. So I gotta book some dates. Yeah. Fucking hope my. I think I'm going back again with Dana. Uh, with Dana looking for a fight, me, myself, and uh, me, myself, and I, me, Dana, and uh, my buddy Dean Thomas, we're shooting for the show again. I think in late March. Okay, so that should be fun. I like Dean Thomas a lot. I like Dean too. He's a. I got to start training jujitsu. I just got to get my sleep. I'm going to get you over there. It's only the sleep. Dude. I'm just so tired. I'm not being a pussy about. It. Like I'm looking forward and, to and, it. And I also say, how about this? Before you go, Mono, if not if not this week's busy, maybe in the next week or two, we get Henzo back in here. Sure. Oh, I'd love to have Henzo in. Yeah. And no matter who we have on the phone, whatever, he's a perfect yeah, absolutely, guy. Yeah, absolutely. And you're yet to meet him. Correct? I have not met Henzo. So that's, that alone. I want to show my karate stance. Yeah. I probably I, like the way I put my arms up for a good chop. I remember. Uh, no, we got some stories to go over with yeah. Henzo. Because I remember you were saying like, oh, in the, in, the, in, the, in the cage, you don't have to worry about getting stabbed. Or this. One time in Brazil, he got stabbed through the cage by somebody outside. There was a riot. Yeah, we got stuff to talk about. It's going to be fun. There was a big riot in a Brazilian jail recently. They're decapitating I, people. Yeah. It's a very, very bad scene. You don't want to be in, uh, in jail over there. You don't, especially as a, you don't want to be a, a, a gang or a rat. In a, you don't want to be a rat anywhere in jail, but in, in fucking uh, in Brazilian prison, boy, they're in a riot. They handle business. Yeah. Well, let's, Scary. Let's, let's, I'm happy I'm in here with you. So we have coming up, I guess we'll wrap it up. We've been going for a while. Yeah, Thank man. you to Stephen Thompson, his dad, Ray. It's so much fun to talk to yes. those guys. Main event. Tyron against Steven, and of course uh, Khabib against Tony Ferguson, the co-main, numbers one and two. The whole, uh, the whole main card is amazing. Oh my God, Rashad against uh, Dan Kelly, and, uh, and Lando against uh, David Timor. Or is it Timor? I don't know. Was no, I saying his Timor. name wrong? Landon is his name, right? His full name is Landon, yeah. Okay, I wasn't but he likes to be either. called Lando. That's cool, but I'm making sure I, wouldn't, I knew his name was no, Landon. I like, was, I like Lando. Um, Alistair Overeem, of course, against Mark Hunt, and uh, I'll watch all. I, I'm not familiar with some of the fighters on the uh, on the prelims, but I'll watch it because sometimes those are just as good as the main event. Hey, man, 
Listen, I'm watching it all. I'm 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 very excited for this weekend. Me too, buddy. And uh, and I'll do a movie review next week. Of, I would uh, like Mo- that. of Logan. I'm gonna see you in a couple. Are days. you gonna see it in three? But three uh, Ds. My fucking three Ds after the internet. Yeah, I'm gonna see it on the uh, uh, either that or IMAX. But yeah, I'm, I'm I'm definitely. I can't wait. I'm just a big kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And my Netflix special premieres March the 14th. I can't it's wait. Tuesday. And I'm really psyched about it, and I really hope people like it. I like it already. Thank you, man. I'm very nervous. All yeah, right. Um, what else, Jimmy? That's it, buddy. Is that it? Tomorrow, we got coming on Wednesday. We got a great show. Oh, Thursday. Sorry, Thursday is when it comes out. Uh, Habib Nurmagomedov and Andrew Dice Clay. That's a, sh- that's a show and a half. That's a great one. All right. Bye, Jimmy. Goodbye, buddy. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. You can live out your MasterChef dream when you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Visit Angie.com. You can do this when you Angie that.